The Rundown Wrestling Network is proud to partner with Dubby. Dubby is a clean energy drink that is made to give you focus with no crash, jitters, or angst like other energy drinks. Dubby is made in the USA, contains zero sugar, zero filler, zero artificial colors or dyes, and zero gluten. There are no secret ingredients and no special formulas, so you know exactly what you're putting in your body. All of Dubby's flavors are custom-made in-house, so you won't find them anywhere else. And with how much drink mix you get per tub, it works out to a dollar per serving or less. That's cheaper than your favorite coffee shop or canned energy drink. So try Dubby today. Click the link in the episode description or point your browser to dubby.gg and use our code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G, promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING, all caps, all one word, to save 10%. Try it out with a starter pack or dive straight in, get a full tub. Get yourself a shaker, get some stickers, get some apparel. Get it all at dubby.gg with promo code RUNDOWNWRESTLING for 10% off. That's W.GG, promo code Rundown Wrestling. You got that rocker, MJ in the house, otherwise known as Marty Janetti. You know how we do rock and roll, strutting and strolling, and we're doing it right here on the Rundown Wrestling Network. Keep on rocking. Yeah. Theme song! Ladies and gentlemen, we Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is the main event of the evening. Please welcome your host for today. Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. Taz is here. I mean, Sal is here. And... I'm here? Well, look at it this way. The first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time, same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. So you're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Rundown. Ding Kong! <laughs> Poor Sal. Joining me this week, the man who thinks Stan Lane might be his father. Jason's here. I have not gotten the DNA tests back on that, just to be... How fucking amazingly bizarre is that story? And how fucking perfect <laughs> would it be for that individual's dad to be a fucking hokey carny wrestler? Do we do we want to say who that individual is, or do you want to let the fans try it's, to figure it's it out? It's Lauren Bobert. Okay. Lauren Bobert, the senator from Colorado, I believe it is. Um, yeah, just batshit crazy, and apparently has no idea who her dad was, and for some reason, I believed it was Sweet Stan Lane from the Midnight Express uh, to the extent that they they petitioned to get a paternity test done, and Maury Povich says he's not the father now. The most interesting thing to me is, I don't know if either of you guys ever watched How I Met Your Mother, but all I could envision was Barney's mother going, oh, uh, that's your dad, to Bob Barker on the TV. (laughs) And he spent the rest of his life thinking Bob Barker was his dad. That's the only thing I could think of is that wrestling was on, and her mom, um, that dude, yeah, that that, that guy. Lucky it wasn't a Bastion Booger match, I guess. Oh, God. Also joining us this week, the man who now has no eardrums left, Sal is here. Hello. What's up, guys? How you doing? 
Um, so you let's know be honest. Although, let's be honest. We all know who the real father of that chick is, and it's Marty Jannetty. I would assume so. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Marty right is chick and his mom, her mom. Right is wait, 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 wait. wrestler. <laughs> I didn't know he was her sister. How was your father? I mean, he's banged his daughter, so he might as well bang his sister too, right? Right. Sal, you know what we're getting closer to? What's that? Ball games. Not. I mean, theoretically, yes. If, if they do another one this year. <laughs> You just wanted to scream that. I did. Because I did. because my fucking hearing isn't bad enough in my old age. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ugh. <laughs> anyway. Been a couple weeks since we've been here. We were all uh, yeah. had obligations last week that prevented us from talking and to And next each week. Other. <laughs> yeah. Official All-Star season begins. Well, it's already underway. I've got my team. We're practicing, but we start our pool play on next Wednesday. So I ain't going to be here next week. If you got whoever is, ain't going to be me. Um, but hopefully after that, we'll be playing for sectionals and states, hopefully. So maybe you won't hear me for a while, but we'll see how it goes. Well, yes, we are all been extremely busy this month. Fucking crazy month. It really is. Um, Adam actually has not been busy. He's probably the only one out of all of us that has not been ridiculously busy. Apparently he's saying you got nothing going on in your fucking life, Adam. (laughs) Didn't you have APW last weekend? How'd that go? My kid only does karate. Uh, It was good. It was good. We had a good time. They have a show uh, this Saturday in Manchester, making their Manchester debut. But I will be in Beverly uh, with Proving Ground. Because uh, they booked me first, um, which, which is unfortunate. I was like, it's a much longer drive, but that's okay. How was uh, how was your Father's Day, gentlemen? It's Father's good. Day this past weekend. Get anything good? No. Did you get a tie. <laughs> Never do. Get, a, get some socks. Uh, I actually got a cool thing. I got uh, so for my son's AAU team, I'm in charge of doing the game changer, which is basically the live streaming slash live scoring that goes out to all the fans who want to subscribe. Um, so they got me like the full cool. on game streaming kit to hook up to the fans. I'm like, it was pretty cool. Good nice. deal. Nice. This one. Yeah. Nice. I uh, I was told uh, take the boy and uh, go to the Lego store and get yourself something. Get yourself something nice. Yeah, see, that's not cool. <laughs> no, it is, though, because it's the Lego store. Um, oh, I get it, but take the boy. Like, Father's Day, you should get some fucking quiet time. <laughs> Just saying. So we did that. We went to we uh, went to the Lego store at the mall. At, uh, and I had, to, I had to specifically ask what my price limit was, because otherwise I was getting a fucking... Six hundred dollar Eiffel Tower, um, which is both which, bucks. which I mean, is which Eiffel is, Tower, but it cost me way less than six hundred bucks. Say, which, is, which is both something you can get at the Lego store and the Red Light District. Um, but no, I got the the uh, the Atari. Okay. The uh, the, the Atari set, and I, I got a little gift with purchase. It's a little like pirate playground little thing. Oh, little set that was cute. My kid, they had a scavenger hunt that my kid did, and he got his this little. I think they call it dots. It's the little pieces and make a picture of them. And then we went to my dad's and gave him his presents. And just like that. Nice. It's a good day. And now we're here. 
so it's here. been a couple weeks, Adam, since we've been on. Um, you haven't been on since, so why don't you tell how was the uh, Fenway Park show? Oh, uh, absolute chaos, as per usual. As always. As, uh, as always. Um, as the only other person on the show that can completely relate to that situation. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, this so, is actually the first one I believe I've missed. Uh, unfortunately, my son had – well, I guess not unfortunately, but my son had baseball, and we were out of town for that, and I couldn't make it back to partake of the show, which is usually one of my favorite ones all year, obviously, for many reasons. But um heard it went well. Yeah. Uh, Bo booked uh 24 matches. Probably about five minutes before the show started. For, for a five-hour – uh, time slot. Uh, we started. How many times did that card change over the course of the day? <laughs> we start well. Uh, you know, we started uh, about maybe ten, fifteen minutes late, and the the the, the music crew uh, was fucking terrible. Oh. Um, we probably would have been a lot closer to times if they'd been able to play the music correctly, and mm. not. Uh, have myself or one of the other two ring an- three ring announcers say the following contest is scheduled for one fall and then wait minutes. Maybe they were just waiting for the fans to go one fall! Minutes before the music would start. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was me and, and I, I finally got to meet uh, Ethan from what does he do? Not, not Limitless. Um, one, of the, one of the ones up Maine. And this other kid named Matt and this new Larry's right David I don't know mm-hmm. um and yeah we got uh we were getting notes all day this match is this now uh mm-hmm. this person's not here so this this match is now just a triple threat and then this guy's going to face this guy in an extra match and uh now we're going to uh-huh. we're moving we're moving this match to this position and this one down here and we're, we're switching these two so that was but as you said, it's always chaos. And then it got to be five o'clock, and we had seven matches left. <laughs> and uh, and, yeah. they, and, they get, and I think at about eight past, the word came down like this: this is the last. we're just ending after this. So the the main event, which I believe was the only match that they actually advertised as happening at the show, didn't happen. But Mm. Uh, what was that supposed to be? That was uh, Alec Price versus Ichiban for um, some title that I don't remember the name of. The K1 Classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So that uh, that ended up not happening, unfortunately. Aimed after Killer Kowalski, you motherfucker. Yeah. It was long. It was fun. It was <laughs> it was hot. My uh, but, uh, my favorite fun. memory. Probably. Still talking about the Fenway show or? <laughs> My um my favorite memory from doing the Fenway show was uh, almost getting killed by someone you know very well, Adam. Um, you are familiar, of course, with with Helen Vale. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to the show, and Bo gives me the whole rundown, and we're going through it. And uh, to this day, we still joke about this when I see her on social media. Um, I get. I, I have to go talk to her because Bo has told me, you know, your match was supposed to be twenty. We're going to cut it down to ten because we got we got to shorten it up. Like, okay, I'll go let her know. So I let her know. She's like, all right, that's fine, no big deal. 
and they talk and they rework the whole match and blah blah blah. About I want to say 10, 15 minutes before they're supposed to go on, Bo comes to me and she's like, "I need you to cut that down to four minutes with entrances." Now, four Helen's minutes awesome. with entrances. Now Helen's awesome. I, I love her. Great performer. Wish she was still, uh, you know, working around here. Always had great interactions with her. Um, I went up to her, and if you've heard the phrase "if looks could kill," <laughs> when I had to tell her, "All right, so your match has been shortened down to four minutes with entrances," she just looked at me with a death stare and said, "Get the fuck away from me." <laughs> <laughs> Four, so occasionally four she just minutes posts on the social media. I'm like, sorry, your post has just been cut to four minutes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that was uh, that's the type of shit that happens at this show, folks. It is when he says chaos, you have no idea. Um, back when I did it last, the ring was about a five minute walk to where the actual locker room was. So if you need to get him, and you know. Nobody thought to maybe have a walkie-talkie or something so you could communicate between the two locations. No, no, just we're going to send the ring announcer to run, run yeah. in the fucking heat <laughs> to am the I, locker room. Am I remembering correctly that there was one year that you were the only ring announcer, or was that something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought happens. I was going to be the only ring announcer this year, but then thankfully the other gentleman shut up. I believe um, that year there was 27 matches on the show. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, the cool this, thing is I got to see through that show a lot. Like, that was one of the more recent times I got to actually work with Todd Hansen um, right before he got signed and, and sort of went into WWE hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's always it's always a cool show because you get to see everybody. I mean, everybody, even if they're not working the show, a lot of them come down just to hang out. Oh, yeah. um, it's usually a great event. The atmosphere is great. And, and the thing that was always the coolest part of it to me is that you are in, it's part of the El Mundo Festival. So it's a big Latin festival um, in Boston. And a lot of times the crowd that's there is not a wrestling crowd per se. It's just mm-hmm. people that come for the festival and like, oh shit, this is going on over there. And to see those people fucking really getting into it and being loud, like that was always like my favorite part of the whole thing. There's cosplayers and there's, uh, you got people dressed up like fucking like Power Rangers and Spider-Man and fucking, there's a, there's some sort of princess in a huge hoop skirt. Okay. Um, the setup was really nice this year because the locker room and the ring were actually right next to each other. Uh, oh, they, so they, we had a section of the bleachers because um, you'd go from the locker room up into the bleachers. And we had like three rows of bleachers that we, they were, we were allowed to habitate. And then you'd okay. come down from the bleachers, and that was the entrance. So Gorilla was okay. up in the bleachers. Um, so it was really nice. The last time I did it, there was a curtain. There was like the entranceway, there was a curtain. There was nothing on either side of the curtain. So (laughs) you could see the performers walk into the curtain. You could see them walk away from the curtain. But, yeah, so it's nice to hear they changed that up a little bit. Yeah. No, if the music music had been done properly, we we, we may have gotten the entire card completed, but uh, we did not. So... And we're going, we're going through, and everybody's like, "Is there an intermission? Is there a break? No, no fucking break. You don't get a break." But yeah, I saw fucking Tim Lennox for the first time in years. I saw fucking Sean Feeney was hanging out. I saw Eric oh, Dillon Jesus. for the first time in years. So, ah, oh, the Rockets got one more. Um, 
Yeah, bald Tim Lennox is something I, I it took me a while to get used to. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, so there's some kind of draft going on. Y'all yeah, were yeah, NBA. Y'all, y'all were it. y'all were bitching before we started. No, I'm not bitching. Just some, somebody. Some guy who fell was, as long as they did, but I was some guy who was going to go to Raw and got drafted to NXT or some shit. Yes. Yeah. yeah just as, just like the WWE <laughs> draft. Was... Just like Odyssey Jones drafted and never heard from again. <laughs> Does anyone remember that guy was drafted to Raw? Was, the last draft? I was. I actually questioned Troy about it a couple weeks ago because I was like, he was a free agent, right? And he's like, nope. Fucking drafted. I was yeah. like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, what brand? There's not even a real brand split anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah. It hasn't been. Like, we'll get to that. It, it's funny because every week they do something to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that. But I don't want to start there. This, I mean, God, there's so many different places we could start. Um, fuck, Jason, you're barely on here half the time anymore. What, what do you want to talk about? Oh well, we got to talk about. The only thing that imploded harder than a sub full of rich people. This Jesus week. Christ! And I'm talking about the bloodline. What? Too soon? Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. Apologize. <laughs> I just hit my head on my shelf. That fucking hurt. <laughs> Too soon. It was oh, freaking hours ago. Anyway. Anyway. Dude, if you well, the, I mean, like the, fucking the implos- eleven million dollars to go fucking look at the Titanic, like I got videos, I can see this, this shit. This, okay, to be fair, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, the implosion itself was probably like four days ago. That's, That's true. fair too. Neither of you are wrong. It's just not the time nor the place. For the that worst country. part is they spent three days like, oh, we hear banging from the sub, and that's probably just one of their skulls banging against the I remnants was, of the Titanic. Dude, I said that earlier. God damn it, I didn't want to talk about that. But listen, <laughs> I did, I said that earlier. Listen, Jan Ross. <laughs> what are you, to what? <clears throat> no idea. All right. All right. The Bloodline. The Bloodline. Let's not forget the best news coming out of wrestling this week. Jim Ross is taking a hiatus. But anyway, <laughs> well, more on that later. So they've had a week or two since, well, it's been two weeks since, uh, since Jimmy kicked the tribal chief at, uh, what was it, Night of Champions. And now, it's my favorite, Jay it's my favorite Uso, country song, when Jimmy kicked the tribal chief. <laughs> Jay Uso had to make a decision. You know, previous weeks, his brother had already made that decision that he was done with Roman's controlling uh, nature and disrespect. So Jay Uso had to make a decision, and Jay comes in there. And Jay cuts this fucking amazing promo where he runs down his brother and says, like, you know, you got injured and I stepped up. And because of him pointing to Roman, I got to be main event Jay Uso. So you're thinking that he's going one direction with this. And then he says the line. He yells right in Jimmy's face, you're out. And I'm out, too. And he turns around and he super kicks Roman in the face. And kudos to Roman, because he's, like, laughing and mm-hmm. selling it as soon yeah. as Jay says it, and then just eats the super kick. So beautifully done by him, too. When when Jay was screaming in Jimmy's face, and he's like, you out. Yeah, Roman's sitting there belly laughing, like, ah, yeah. look at this. Like, my only, not complaints, because I thought, I thought it was done beautifully. Everybody's timing was great. Jay was a freaking superstar. Um, 
My only caveat is I wanted Jay to grab the mic and say something to Roman after he hit him. Because mm. you're out and I'm out too was like, all right, that's a cool line, but uh, it was the why? end of the bloodline. No, I I think that it was perfect to leave yeah. it as is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Just let it sit and stew for a week and let people let let that be the line that people remember for the week. I I thought that was well done actually. Nice. Yeah, it was it was an amazing moment. And then I loved you know solo fucking charging. Jimmy, Jimmy ducks, Jay hits him with a super kick, then they double super kick him, then Roman starts to get up and he's screaming his head off, and they laid him out, and of course, because it's his cousins, he sold it like a million fucking bucks. Fucking crowd was losing their shit, too. That's that's what you want. What do we think of the the whole um You know you know the one person who wasn't a fan of the idea of you being main event Jay? Yeah, and it, it it wasn't it wasn't the wise man. Yeah, and he gets yeah, and then Jimmy said, yeah, it was me. I didn't, I, but I wanted him to expand too. I wanted him to be like, because you don't need to to be anyone's right hand man. You should be on your own. Like I yeah, wanted him that, to, I, to I, say something. Well, you, I felt I felt that's the one thing that was kind of missing from for me was because Jimmy admits to that, and Jay gets mad at him. But there's no, there was no resolution to that. It was just like, oh, yeah, okay. This, this is my wise man. <laughs> you can get your own wise man. <laughs> that was good. I love that. Uh, um, no, this, this continues to be the best storyline. Possibly we're approaching best storyline in, in wrestling history at this point. Um, because every time I think I'm going to get sick of this story, they add another twist to it um, that makes it great. I also love the fact that we are now seeing exactly what Cody Rhodes told Roman we would see mm-hmm. if Cody won the title without Cody winning the title, because Roman has now become a chief without a tribe. Mm-hmm. So this is exactly what Cody foresaw and told Roman as such and got him paranoid. And now here we are with it happening. Um, and it would have been better if the whole fucking statement was true. Right. I agree. Um, I've gone on, I've gone on and on I and off about that. I'm never going to let it go, but no. it go, it go. No. with, um, but then immediately afterwards, we get the announcement that money in the bank, they're going full on Marvel. It is civil war. It is the Usos versus Roman and solo. How do you guys feel about that match? It's actually I was just gonna, I was just going to ask do does Solo make the turn at Money no. in the Bank? No. no. In fact, they lay out the Usos. They they uh, not lay out. It will be a fantastic match. But uh, Roman and Solo will definitively win and probably injure their cousins and put them out of TV for a little bit. We'll see. But I would like to point out that this is a, the third premium live event in a row now that the undisputed WWE Universal Championship is not being defended. I mean, we lived through the Lesnar era. At least now we have another time. I know. But... <laughs> for me, dream booking this scenario, I think I mentioned it in the host story, but dream booking this scenario for me is the Usos are on the verge of winning. 
referee is down. All of a sudden, they get attacked, and we see the Gorillas of Destiny have come in and are now the new tag team in the bloodline, off and running with a feud with the Usos, which is probably the best tag team feud in wrestling um, for the recent in recent memory, if that's how it plays out. And you got the tagline, they're more blood, even though they're not blood. Roman can drop that on the Usos. There's so much you could do. And they are free. They are apparently free agents. They are apparently working without a contract in New Japan. There have been talks. I don't, I, this is not inside info. This is just me speculating as something I think that would be a fucking really cool way to play out the storyline. Um, you mentioned a solo do the turn. And I, I say probably not only because I feel like we're getting enough little breadcrumbs dropped that at some point Solo is going to turn on Roman mm-hmm. and it's going to be a big fucking yeah, deal. Fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to happen at a one-off at a premium live event like Money in the Bank. It's going to happen at... So, again, me just throwing on my Booker cap. If you believe the reports and if you believe that the story is that Cody is going to finally, quote unquote, finish the story at WrestleMania 40 and beat, how great of a storytelling device is it if one year later Solo gets involved, but this time costs Roman the title instead of saving it for him? (sighs) Full circle, baby. But I think the more poetic scenario is is that Roman's all alone, and he has to face Cody all alone this year. He will be, but Would, he won't be all alone until he loses that title. So Solo okay. leaves and helps him take the te- helps take the title with him. To me, that's the better story. Would that somehow, even in a minor way, inv- not invalidate, but but make Cody's victory less? Uh, I guess impactful is a good word. No, uh, I don't think the, so. I think the crowd would go crazy either way, honestly. My only hesitation of that is I don't think they wait that long for Solo to turn on Roman. I can see that being the the SummerSlam match. I can see why mm-hmm. not, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you need somebody to challenge him for the title. I can see it being Solo. Or it could be Jimmy Uso. I, they could drag this whole feud out, this Civil War out. And maybe Jimmy or Jay. Jay would be fine. You can go back to Jay. I had no problem with that. Um, but yeah, you probably are going to defend the WWE <laughs> Universal Championship at SummerSlam. So if I'm looking around the roster, I'd, I'd be more than happy to pick Solo for that match. I just don't. I, nothing with this has been rushed. It's all been slow burned. I mean, that's true. I can't envision them them rushing to get. I think more than likely your SummerSlam program is going to be some variation of, if he's healthy and back, Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, which was something they had wanted to do a while back. Um, and from what I've heard, there's a good chance he'll be back by then. Um, you could always go back to Drew McIntyre because that's still sort of unfinished. There's still the Matt Riddle option, and there's still whoever wins Money in the Bank. Sure. So there, there are plenty of different ways you could go. In my head, I like the idea. Uh, I, I like an idea of Solo takes the title off of Roman, and then Solo and Cody at Mania. But uh, in no in no situation do I see Roman not losing the title 
until WrestleMania. You know. I also think See, that Cody has to take. Has to, if Cody's going to win the title, I think he has to be the one to end Roman's yeah. run. Right. I mean, that's what I want to happen. And, but and they, I don't know that Solo. You're talking about a guy who's got one year on the main roster. Is yeah. he ready to take? I mean, this is a guy who was an NXT rookie two years ago. Right. Are they ready to put the entire, no pun intended, reins of the company in the hands of Solo Sokoa? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we have seen in the past sometimes promotions won't do it for the long term, but it makes sense for the story at that moment. SummerSlam isn't something you plan for the short term, though. Yeah. Oh, well, if Solo were to fight Roman at SummerSlam, I don't think Solo's winning. Mm. Let's get that straight. But we'll see. Um, I will say that I love your idea of the Gorillas of Destiny coming in and being the new tag team in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck, just for the goddamn matches they'd have with the Usos. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking incredible. That's like you talk about dream matches. I mean, that's literally a fucking dream match. Yeah. Um, I do wonder. It's not as much a dream match as uh, fucking Shingo versus jungle jack perry but you know it's a dream match well i mean not much can be right uh sorry so my my only thing is jesus christ why did i do that whatever is that racist (laughs) anyway the um there would be there would be some respect i would have to give wwe if they surprised everybody and Whoever wins Money in the Bank cashed in on Roman that night. I would, because it would shock the fucking world. And you know what? They got their thousand days. Like, I really would not be opposed to it. I mean, I have a feeling whoever cashes in this year from the men's side is winning because they haven't of late. And I feel like whoever wins the women's side is not going to cash in successfully because they've been beating us over the head with every woman who has cashed in has done so successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think I, I still tend to think it's going to be Rollins that they cash in on, but you know we'll see. Um, but since we're on personally, the topic of I, personally, I'd like them to have the women's Money in the Bank briefcase exist for more than 24 hours at this point. Right. But that's fair. 24. Um, You're lucky you got two. Of the <laughs> but since we're talking about Money in the Bank, let's talk about the fucking reaction that L.A. Knight received on Raw this week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Troy, to his credit, in our host thread, did the uh, Jason was right. Mm-hmm. And acquiesce to the fact that what I've been saying for almost a year now, L.A. Knight is the guy to win this and carry this briefcase for a while. Are you guys on board with that now? Oh, yeah. I'm on board. I've been on board I love with that. Night. My, I'm, so I believe, Sal, Sal, I believe I heard you on this very show two episodes ago right. say you didn't think L.A. Knight was ready for that role. He needed to have an intercontinental or a U.S. run first. Okay. It wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt him. It he wouldn't even matter. Be a, he could even be a Royal Rumble winner. I mean, it that wouldn't it, matter. The case does make sense for his character, and obviously, at, look, we always talk about them waiting too long when guys are hot. He's hot. Yeah. Fucking pull the trigger. Give him the case. Even if yeah. you don't use it right away, give him the case. Or, or, he's about to get the case. 
And then we find out Brock Lesnar has been entered into the match. <laughs> he comes down, F5s him off the top of the ladder and steals the case. What do you think? Some good heat, brother. I just need to make a note here. Sal thinks LA Knight is hot. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. To be in Sal's defense, most LA Knights are hot. There you go. It is it is very refreshing to see that the guy who used to be Eli Drake and got over so definitively in Impact and in the NWA is coming to, you know, Monday Night Raw, and he's basically doing the same thing he did there. He's getting over because he's got the confidence. He's not the best fucking worker in the, in the company, not even close, but he's got the confidence and the swag, and when he talks, fucking people listen. Even if he says nothing. Like, he went out there this week and he ran down the entire... Um, all the participants in the Money in the Bank match, but the fucking crowd ate it up. Does this remind you of anybody? Reminds me of The Rock. Exactly. It really now, does. I'm not putting him on The Rock's level yet. No, but it this reminds Certainly us a long way to go. But the way time. the crowd eats out of the palm of his hand and the way he is able to elicit the exact reaction he wants from those fans is very Rock-like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the other problem is, is I look around that Money in the Bank match, and any other winner is just kind of a disappointment. I just, Shinsuke, I mean, no one cares at this point if Shinsuke wins Money in the Bank. And I'm a Shinsuke fan. Um, Ricochet, uh, that's a tough sell for me. Yes, but the Money in the Banks can rejuvenate a guy, too. I mean, Big E was not Big E until he won the case. Oh, yeah, same with, well, now, see, it's funny you mentioned high spots because the one guy who I would be very surprised but very intrigued if he won the case would be Logan Paul. That would be something. with a world title shot, though. I mean, it would fit his character that he could disappear for a while and then just randomly pop up and cash in. That I guess it fits in, and you could see the case on his podcast all the time. And to your point, if it is set that they cash in on, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Talk so, about full circle. So about about three weeks ago, uh, there was a certain someone backstage at the Lucky Pro show, and I texted Sal telling him that I got to tell this person how much I en- I had enjoyed his match at the previous uh, weekend's uh, NXT event. And Sal says, well, oh, I think you should probably figure out who it was. Now. <laughs> Sal says, oh, nice. And I said, yeah. So Sal sends me a gif of Eli Drake at, on NWA Power, and I say, I don't know who that is. He kind of looks like L.A. Knight, but somehow cheaper. To which Sal completely doesn't get the joke and says it's L.A. Knight in NWA before NXT. And I'm saying this to the guy who doesn't watch anything but WWE, so I have no idea if he knows who the fuck Eli Drake is. It's Let's the same fucking here. person, Sal. I get that, man, but, you know, you might have, how do I, I even know you got the GIF, okay? Maybe your phone acts like Troy's half the time, and, and then you get the GIF like five days later. That's why I said he looks like L.A. Knight, but somehow cheaper. Fair. Anyway. I like how you how you paused the discussion just so you could fucking shit all over me. Thanks. 
Of course. That's what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how uh, I feel about Logan Paul being in the Money in the Bank match. That's fine. Like you said, high spots. Him and Ricochet can go back and forth. Why is Montez Ford not in the match? Mm. At this I don't point. Know. Like, I get that he had this qualifier with LA Knight, but I, I sort of figured we would do a second chance qualifier or something and get him in there anyway. Seven is also an odd number. They need to add an eighth anyway. Let's make it Montez Ford. Mm. I'd be fine with that. Uh, so let's see what else from SmackDown. Um, how did you guys like the Bianca Belair Charlotte Flair uh, interaction? I don't remember much of it, so it didn't stick with me that well. So yeah. Bianca is rightfully pissed off. She was promised a title shot. She was promised a rematch by, by didn't Adam we, Didn't we abolish automatic rematches, though? It wasn't automatic. She, he said, don't get involved tonight. I'm trying to give Asuka her moment. Promise me you won't get involved, and I will give you a rematch. She didn't say when. Okay. That's true. Although it is a bad look that the black girl gets pushed aside for Charlotte. I'm just oh, saying. for fuck's sake. <laughs> but... That's my thing here. I don't necessarily want Bianca to turn into a heel from this, because it's kind of a silly reason to be a heel. Like, hey, I was here first. <laughs> I mean, that Char- everything Charlotte says is right. She, she's the, the accomplishment she's had in this business. She should be able to walk right in and get the title shot. That argument is more fragile than a mini sub underwater for four days. I'm just <laughs> saying that if. You look in wrestling history, there have been significantly dumber reasons for a heel turn. This actually makes some sense. What I don't like about it is that Asuka is still a heel, so we're pushing Bianca into a heel territory. Charlotte, for despite the reaction she gets, is still speaks as a heel, and Asuka's a heel. So now you're going to take the three main women on your brand and turn them all heel? Yeah, it's a little weird. But I huh. thought they, but they want Charlotte to be the baby face. That's that's the angle they're trying to push. Ah, the to. way she's talking, the things she's saying are not baby face promo. That's oh, weird. Because she was before she left. She was a baby face going into wacky stuff. Yeah, there it is. Um, she was. So Jason, when Jason, she, I believe you mean that argument holds less water than an, uh, an, yeah, see, a small submarine underwater. No, it's more fragile. That makes sense. I, but thanks for cutting the dick off another joke I was going to make later. <laughs> you oh, have some to spare. Yeah. Shut up. Um. Yeah, is Asuka going to be a transitional champion? Are they just putting the belt back on Charlotte? Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about Karrion Cross finally getting a win? That was next on my list over somebody no less noteworthy than AJ Styles, too. AJ Styles. And Cross <laughs> debuted a new finisher. Yeah, but he, Loved stole, it. he stole that finisher from some guy on Twitter. I was going to say, yeah, but then five <laughs> minutes later, some guy on Twitter's like, hey, I invented that three years ago. Yeah. Guys, it's wrestling. Come on. Come down. <laughs> Unless you did it on national TV, pal, nobody gives a shit. Carrie so, Cross was at my backyard fed when I was fighting in a frozen light tube match against Jack the Jack the Impaler 
And you're gonna say Jack Perry? No, no, no. Also, I love how you're Terry. Ter- Terry? <laughs> Terry? I got my gear. Um, who's that? Uh, who's that? Uh, who's that bouncing on the trampoline in the corner? Your mother's a whore. My <laughs> uh, book, God. Terry. <laughs> Extra points if you remember that guy's name. I don't. I do. Without looking it up. Dennis Stamp. Very Dennis good. Stamp. Go. Yes, that's it. <laughs> I have that Once DVD. Thank you very Once much. Once I heard it, I knew I would get or remember it. But little known fact about Dennis Stamp. His mother's a <laughs> This has been little known facts about Dennis Stamp with Terry Funk. Yeah, <laughs> and he's always got his gear. So that's yeah. that. Too. Uh, going back to carrying cross, uh, he also wrestled in I don't a know match with with Scarlet. Scarlet got to wrestle in the match. Yeah, roster. she did. Yeah, yeah, she did. Let's get more of that. Yep, more Scarlet in general. I'm okay with. If Jinder yeah, was here, he'd be cross. fucking shooting. <laughs> as, as Troy likes to say, it would look like fucking Spider Man was in the room with ropes of jizz hanging everywhere. It's true. Um, so, okay, I can't fucking follow that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, I guess. Because what else can we say Is, after that? Do, do we think that Bray Wyatt's ever actually coming back? I doubt it at this point. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> if he comes back, maybe they... Uh, <sighs> Did, and it's kind of it's, see... it's kind of a shame after how how excited everyone was after he debuted that we're all like yeah I well guess not. somebody on this show pointed out that they fucking dragged that shit out way too long and they stopped caring about it but I miss when he has the little creepy kids singing songs right like imagine this weekend he comes out and the kids like we all live in a crumpled submarine. <laughs> God damn! You went a long way for that, but I give you that was, no. That was beautiful. That was holy shit! <laughs> I should have known better. He didn't fucking want to talk about Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can top that. We might have to wrap it here, folks. So. Uh, Speaking of crumpled submarines, damage control continues to fall apart, much like a crumpled submarine. And uh, EO Sky takes the loss to Selena Vega, thereby, in my mind, confirming EO Sky as winning the Money in the Bank briefcase this year. Because, as we all know, the Money in the Bank briefcase winner typically is a giant fucking loser going into the match. (laughs) I'm fine with it. And for a while after the match. Yeah. Yeah. My only issue is if EO has the case... At some point, Bailey's going to try to cost her that case or cost her her shot when she catches in. Unless she gets rid of Bailey first, which I'm perfectly fine with. I think she should kick the shit out of Bailey and, and Bailey should be off TV for a while. My personal opinion. Because it's just too much with Bailey right now. And My guess me, is Bailey costs her her cash in. I literally just said that. I know. <laughs> He was confirming confirming one of the two things that you suggested. I don't want her to cost Io. I want Io to win the fucking title. Io's not ready to finish her story. Oh, God. 
<laughs> By the way, props to Troy for the fucking translation of the argument in Japanese between between her and Asuka. Yeah. What did she say? Oh, you fucking bitch in Japanese on TV with no problems. I love it. Yeah, because she was like, you're stupid, stupid, stupid. And she was like, you're a bitch. Yeah. Oh, good for her. Anyway. Oh, I missed it. Who did the Celtics pick? Hold on. Go ahead. Talk amongst yourselves. You're not going to give us a topic? They traded the pick of the Pistons. Uh, um, anything else from SmackDown? Uh, pretty deadly. That was the number one contenders match, right? Yes. Yeah. They are the new number one contenders. Looking forward to that. Um, no. By the way, when did they become the Dancing Queens? Yeah. Because this disco don't like the weird. music. Don't li- like... I just, what's wrong with their NXT presentation? Why mm. do we need to change this? They, they did a great job with their debut. They had their NXT music, the same presentation. Now they're just like, ah, oh, Triple H is like, ah, friggin' Pride, we eat Pride Month, let's make them really gay. Like, what the fuck are we doing? I mean, it's hard to argue with that, although Wade, Wade Barrett has done a great job of playing them up, even in he that He did role. that in NXT, though. He's That's true. Um, Wade Barrett yelling, yes, boy, is one of my favorite things <laughs> on TV. Um, and I, I like how he, he, he forces Michael Cole to question his verbiage. We'll, we'll say that. Um, oh, speaking of verbiage and, and announcers, can we just throw it out there, Corey Graves? Oh, we're talking about Rhea? Oh, yeah. Corey fucking Graves fucking throwing Kevin Patrick, like, well, trying to throw Kevin Patrick under the bus, but but really mentioning the funniest thing on the internet this week. All right, well, since you brought it up, Sal, I'll let you describe what we're talking about. Um, For some reason... I didn't get to see it. I'm not sure if she did it to be funny or... You are aware of it, though, right, Adam? I know something happened in her Instagram story. Okay. Well, go ahead, Sal. Was it her Instagram story? I thought she yeah. retweeted a photo. No, she re she well she retweeted the Instagram on Instagram. Okay. And it was uh, basically somebody's come tribute to her with fucking jizz all over her picture. Now, why she retweeted that, I still have no fucking idea. But uh, she did. And then, uh, of course, the internet got a hold of it, and all hell fucking broke loose. Because why would you retweet that? So for those not familiar, Sal, do you want to explain what a cum tribute is? <laughs> he splooged on her picture. How <laughs> would you like me to subscribe it there, buddy? <sighs> so Rhea's Instagram had a picture of herself with splooge all over it. And she endorsed it. And then on Monday uh, Night Raw, Cody... Corey, like Corey suggested Graves. it was Kevin Patrick. Because <laughs> Kevin Patrick was, to be fair, gushing about Rhea. So was the guy who did the tribute. Right? And Corey goes, yeah, I saw that picture you sent her. <laughs> I don't think Kevin Patrick knew how to respond. I, I think He, he should have responded by going, dropping fucking loads on your picture. <laughs> Only people who grew up in the 90s get that joke. Anyway, um... <laughs> I remember that guy's name. He's fucking great, though. Um, anyway, Adam's shaking his head. It was a male porn star. That was like his tagline every time he would finish. 
on the desert. Dropping fucking loads on your faces. So, anyway. <laughs> All right, then. Yeah, yeah it's quite popular. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't really know where to go with this topic. Um, yeah, he made references. So there were, as always, because the Internet is just such a fucking fun place, uh, there were people virtue signaling for Rhea that, oh, this is fucking, they, would, they can't believe they're bringing this shit up on TV, how offensive and disrespectful yeah. to, like, Trying to call out Corey Graves. Trying to call out Corey Graves for being a misogynist for mentioning it on commentary. She fucking made it a thing. Nobody knew about it until she decided it. The only like, like Rhea's Rhea's perfectly capable of sticking up for herself. Okay, you don't need to be Captain Sabahub on this one. You're good. Okay, Jesus Christ. Not only that, Corey said nothing about Rhea. He just he directed all that heat at Kevin Patrick, and it was funny. It was hilarious. I mean, come on, people, what are we doing here? But yeah, the internet's gonna be pissed because they're, they're, they're the internet. They always gonna be pissed about something. But. We don't need to get offended by everything, people. Sometimes shit's just funny. Speaking of being pissed about something, what do we think about Kevin Owens' new character? I like it. It's, I don't have uh, an anger problem. I have an idiot problem. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, this is really new for Kevin Owens. People are pretending this is like Kevin Owens has always sort of been this way, his character. Yeah, but they're playing into it. Right, like, but, but Sammy's playing. His friend is now egging it on a little bit, like needling him. Where do we go from here, though? Is this what ends up costing them the tag belts? No. no. Okay, Although, so you think it's just for comedy purposes at this yeah, point? Yeah. Okay. And it's been great, the whole thing with Imperium. Like, you don't come oh out God. to your name and said everybody knows that. You're breaking all the rules. Like, that's just funny. <laughs> oh, we didn't even get a chance to ask you. What did you think of that uh, Kevin Owens versus um, Walter match a couple weeks ago? Fantastic. Was that fucking great? Absolutely. On a fucking Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. Not one person ran the ropes. Not one person did like a fucking 75 spin fucking plancha off the fucking balcony. Like, and it was an amazing wrestling match. It still mm-hmm. can't happen, folks. It's actually more rare <laughs> to do it that way anyway. But anyway, um, no, I thought it was fantastic. And yeah, Imperium's been great in this whole thing. So... Was Riddle written off TV because they're going to England? I'm not sure he can't go to England, but they seem to break his fucking leg on Monday. Uh, I think they're Is gearing that... up for him versus Walter, aren't they? So that's where it's that just the way to make progressing. But that's just the way to make it so he wears boots now. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> oh. That's it from now on. He's now going to wear like shin guards. And That's shit. why Rusev started wearing boots. Didn't he break his ankle? Or did he his ankle during a match and so he started wearing boots? He broke his heel. That's what it was. No. Yeah. I do want to talk about one thing, and I'm curious to see because he was probably the biggest booster of this individual. I'm curious for Adam's take on this one. But, Adam, how do you feel? I, I've made my opinions clear and Troy's made his how do you feel about the usage of Grayson Waller on the main roster so far it's been uh, it's it's been less than uh, less than ideal okay um, he hasn't had a match yet has he 
Nope. Yeah. Not so one. there's that. Uh, he talked to AJ Styles and he talked to Oscar. Becky Lynch. Was that? So Oscar was a Becky Lynch and Oscar came out. Whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck? I talked to Charlotte this week. Yeah, it was. It went um, AJ Styles, Oscar, and then Charlotte. I think that's his, been his three Grease from All effects. What the fuck? And he was fanboying over Charlotte like badly, <laughs> which is fine. Why it's Charlotte, is, I guess that makes sense. Why isn't he wrestling? Why isn't he in the Money in the Bank? Dude's a fucking star. Yeah, and, and you know, to Troy's Troy's point, you know, he's correct in that Deacon Batista started with a horrible gimmick and all that shit. But those guys were involved in the wrestling portion of it. Right now, he's Lash Legend, <laughs> essentially <laughs> on the SmackDown roster. Um. Probably with less ass, that, but that might be the meanest thing you've ever said on this show. I know, right? And I just made jokes about people dying in submarines like three times tonight. That's um, true. Can I something? I don't necessarily hate the concept of what they're doing with Grayson Waller. They know he can get over on the mic. He's very good on the mic, so let him talk. Now, what I disagree with is what the writing has done to him in these segments because the, instead of letting him just go he's been very you know what else he's down. very good the, at the doing the problem is is that he's talking but he's not talking for himself that's true he's, he's interviewing he's being the mean gene to fucking AJ and Oscar and Charlotte yeah, he needs he, to be more Piper and less me. They're <laughs> doing nothing with him to get him over or do give him a story or do anything with Grayson Waller. He's Which window they, dressing at this point. They did very slightly with AJ Styles because he was like, you know, what if I do this? And they had a thing a couple months ago they, in NXT, but still. Well, tune into it. the Survivor Series this year and find out what's inside this submarine when it breaks open. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, I don't know if he's dealing with an injury, and that's why he hasn't wrestled. But you got to figure that at some point he he is going to be used more. I mean, like they say, he's on TV every what, week, right? Is he, is he though? Because EC3 was in the same boat. Sorry, now I'm just picturing Grayson Waller in the Mean Gene position standing next to the submarine on the stage. and it, it, <laughs> He looks into it and like, oh, God, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a head. I mean, we've seen worse, though, right? Like when Tyler Bate came up to the main roster. That How'd that work out for us? No, no, it didn't work out at all. But Name me someone who it's worked out for, really. And again, you can make the case, Troy's going to make the case for Batista, and I get it. But Batista, again, came in wrestling. Who's come in as an interviewer and had long-term wrestling success? Nobody in recent memory. Okay, well, there you go. Eden Styles. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. That, Sal, that's not me advocating for Eden Styles' return. It was a joke. <laughs> yes, that, yeah, that was. Just, just to clear it up. Just. Oh my God, Cody is going to fight Dom, and he's going to team with Rhea, and then he's going to get Eden Styles to team with him. <laughs> right. This is all being pro off of. Me making a joke, Eden Styles return confirmed. But, go ahead. Anyway, speaking of Cody, he is going to fight Dom. That that match has been signed at Money in the Bank. So, gentlemen, I ask you, who should 
win this match? Money in the Bank? Between No, between Dominic and Cody at Money in the Bank. The real fucking question? I'm telling you right now, I think Dominic should win this match. Why? Because it will just, he'll just be even more heat on him. He doesn't need to win this match to have more heat on him. Cody doesn't need to beat Dom. He doesn't get anything for beating Dom. Cody gets more over by beating this guy that everybody hates. Cody was to be over even if Rhea cost him the match. If Cody starts losing matches to guys like Dom, it's what gonna... if Brock? What if Brock cost him the match? That's a different. That's a different story. That's also an avenue they could go. That's possible. That is possible. That's a possibility. But I don't. Is, I, I don't is Brock going to fly to London for that? Wow. I mean, he's not paying for the flight. So. I mean, he's going to win the Money in the Bank briefcase anyway. So that's, that's true. Fine. He's got to be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Just think, Dominic can be the one to talk. Like, I beat Cody in the middle of the ring all by myself. Like, it's uh, Dominic. Another one. I was way ahead of you guys. Curve on again. You were right there with us, though. You were saying he needs to turn heel because this is not working for no, no, no. months. No, no, no. I was the one saying. He was the best heel in wrestling when you guys said he sucked and he was annoying. Okay, that was like week two that he had, <laughs> after he had joined the Judgment Day. Like, yeah, okay, you were no, the first one to say it. It was a while. It was a while. It's okay. It happens. I forget when Dom got over for me. I, obviously, in that feud with Ray, I thought it was great. And that entrance at WrestleMania helped a lot. It <laughs> really when did. Went, when he went to prison. That was when it. Auschwitz. That was it. <laughs> When he got held in the concentration camp. Anyway. Funny. He doesn't look Druish. But nothing. It's a Spaceballs reference. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Take it up with Mel Brooks, motherfucker. I will not. Is he still alive? Yes. Yes. Okay. Amazing, but just... Oh, no, wait, before you segue that into something horrible. (laughs) Why would I segue that into something horrible? Oh, you haven't been making death jokes all night. Um, So, let's talk about... Sal, uh, the depths to which you sank to with that insult. My God. Mel Brooks. (laughs) Mel Mel Brooks is 96 years old and does not ride submarines. Smart man. Yeah. You know Bob Barker's 99 years old? I found that out the other day. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So. We now he's, have. Uh, he's 99 and a half. We now have Becky, Trish, and Zoe. Thank you, in the, in the main. In, in the Money in the Bank women's match. Yeah, that. We got a nice little backstage with Raquel and, and Rhea. Yeah. Um, First time Rhea, Ra- Raquel's looked like serious. Mm-hmm. And I liked it. I dug it. I agree. Um, y'all Do- way missing the mark on Trish. However, I'm not here for the Trish slander that I heard on this show a couple weeks ago because Trish is doing fantastic work. I will point you to fucking Monday night where she was bumping better than like 90% of the women's roster. And she's like 46 years old. Certainly so, better than one of the women's matches on NXT, but yeah. we'll get there. Um, <laughs> I'm just, um, my, my issue was the, the convoluted 
dumb way that they got her into the Money in the Bank match. Like I thought it made perfect sense. It just felt so... It felt like, why why make Becky look like a goddamn moron? Becky didn't look like a moron to me. She just was wildly swinging and had no idea who she was swinging at. Okay. <laughs> yes, Becky was wildly swinging while she looked Frish right in the face, grabbed oh, her by the hair, and punched I, her in the mouth. I'm, I'm sorry, motherfucker. We didn't just fucking, we didn't have, like, Ultimate Warrior accidentally clothesline Hulk Hogan to set up WrestleMania VI's main event? That was... <laughs> it's a fucking trope, dude. It happens all the time. Okay, Becky... Like Adam said, reacted afterwards. This like time she we was can actually moron. see the pause as you change the argument. So, yeah, <laughs> no. Becky reacted after she got Raquel disqualified, like she made a fucking mistake, like she was a fucking moron. Like, oh shit, what have I right, done? Right, because she instantly reacted in the heat of the moment without realizing what, she, like you know, normal fucking people do, without realizing. I was going to fucking get Trish into the match if I did this. Because yeah, let me there. let you in on she something. I don't know how many fights match. you've ever been in, but when you're in a fight, you're not exactly thinking about, oh, well, what could be the after effects if I throw this punch? Or, nobody gives a fucking th- thought to that stuff. I'm with Adam. They made it look stupid. No, they didn't. I think they did. I can, I can count the number of fights I've been on been in on zero hands. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of fights... Uh, mm-hmm. Goddamn, Finn Balor just wants to beat the shit out of Seth Rollins, huh? Seriously. So, whether that was a change that came from above. One quick thing. Are Sal's... Not Sal's. Um, Seth's... Is Seth's new gear a shot at the cons? Because that's Jacksonville Jaguars pattern Colors. all day long. <laughs> so, originally, I thought he was wearing that just because they were in Saudi Arabia, but now he's worn it ever since, so... Right. Maybe. <laughs> um, if it is good on him. So whether it was uh, changed before the show started or not, I love the heat that they got on Seth, and I love the heat that Finn Balor got at the beginning of Raw. That was so perfect. After what happened the week before, where the crowd was singing and singing and singing, he didn't even give him a chance to sing. He came out there and jumps that during his entrance and beat the fucking shit out of him. And he got his point across. Seven years. I have been waiting to do this for seven years. Gets the heat for beating up Seth. Gets the heat for canceling the the open challenge. Gets the heat for canceling the sing-along. And then he goes then he goes to Tuesday and beats the shit out of Seth again. <laughs> after yes, he, he does. After he beats Braun. I think it. I think it is what this feud needed. Whoever made that call made the right call, in my opinion. This feud needed that personal touch. You needed to feel that Finn hated or hates Seth. Sal calls in last minute creative changes confirmed. <laughs> I just wish. I just wish I. Is there anything, is there anything more fucking annoying and and just completely overwrought than any time something happens on Raw that you didn't like? Oh, Finn's supposed to change that. <laughs> fucking stupid people. Come on. I just I just wish that I felt that Finn had any chance of winning the title. He does, and then Priest will cash in on him. <laughs> Except that LA Knight's winning the briefcase, dingus. Unless Priest wins it. 
I mean. But Finn Balor beating the shit out of Seth Rollins leads to The Miz coming out saying, fuck you, I'll have an open challenge since I was going to accept Seth's open challenge. And who should make his grand return to Monday Night Raw than our friend Tommy Penmanship? Yes, sir. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa comes back, and uh, which makes By sense. By the way, who made reference last on the last episode to Tommaso Ciampa being the lawyer for uh, the Undertaker? Who was that guy? Who was that guy right there? Who's okay. Um, but nobody brought up Chelsea Green being the one that AJ Styles cheated on his wife with. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> that was my all-time favorite. Somebody who became a thing later. That was in TNA, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still. Well, okay. The other two hosts wouldn't have known about it. Mm-hmm. But um, if there's anybody on the show that knows about TNA, it's this guy. That's fact. Did uh, did did AJ and and Chelsea do the nasty at his house page? <laughs> <clears throat> no, it's her house. Uh, yeah, no, nice. I had I had texted you guys about that because I had been watching the first hour live, and I was like, hey. You guys are going to like this fucking episode. Um, yeah, Tommaso Ciampa comes out there, has a, what, three-segment uh, match with The Miz. and I love that it made sense to the yes. character because yeah. it wasn't just a return for return's sake. It made sense. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where Tommaso's coming down to the ring and he's like, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And now that it seems like Paige's wrestling career might be over again thanks to another injury, who knows, um, she does have a career you know, doing imminent domain claims. Just walks up to people's yards and, this is my house now! Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was good to I don't know if they're going to understand when she says, because I'm the revolution and you need a revolution and this is... Uh, no one rev- understands that. No. Um, no, it was good to see Champa back. I, I personally hope that that actually puts a pin in the midfield and where just going to move on like it never happened. I assume we're going to go somewhere where Johnny I mean, as is long willing as, to forgive and forget. And as long as Miz finally and... pays him. Uh, no, that was not Chomper. No, that, that, no, was, that, that was Bronson Dexter Reed. Loomis. No, Dexter oh, Loomis. Oh, that was, oh, that was Loomis. Loomis. That's right. Shit. That's right. But Champa also got snatched up by Loomis. So he should go after Loomis next? I don't know. No, Actually, wasn't it the last time we saw Champ on TV? Do you think Snexter Loomis, when he does Loomis? the thumbs up, is answering in the affirmative or telling Cousin Larry he wants to check his oil? <laughs> Both. Yes. Nobody's going to get that joke but us. <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst was when he came out with his finger wrapped with, like, the red on the fucking tape. That was that was a tad too far, even for Larry. It's like the worst possible Samoan spike. Will you give me a clean edit point? No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Speaking of Chelsea Green, we had a very interesting use of TikTok on Raw this week. Smart. It's, it's, uh, it was different. I appreciated that it was different. I think it makes sense. We've never seen anybody scrolling through TikTok on Raw before. It's the natural. Pretty sure we've seen a lot of fans scrolling through TikTok on Raw. <laughs> uh, no, it made sense, and and it's good use of TikTok right there by the WWE. Much better use than what they've been doing on Twitch lately. So, 
At least they got one platform, right? Unfortunately, they forced Chelsea Green to give them 15% of everything she got for scrolling through TikTok on Raw. Anyway. Shame. Uh, but. Alright, so that covers what, Raw? We're good now, right? Yeah. One other, we can I have go one, one or two. I have one okay, other small ahead. thing from Raw. Uh, the, the, the training program Are with Maxine. Are we talking about the Mrs. Testicles? No. Okay. Uh, talking about Maxine in a singlet. Woo woo! Yeah, Tro- Troy, <laughs> Troy unlocked a new kink this week. Um, we're, so we're backstage. <laughs> we're, we're in the back during the training session. And, and I love that you think Troy has any new kinks to unlock at this point. He said it. Um, and uh, Ch- Coach Chad is uh, is showing Maxine how to how to hook a suplex. And as soon as she hooks the arm and he goes, tighten it up, and she tightens it up, she throws the arm over, he blows the whistle, and we cut. Did she fuck up that suplex? Is that why we cut? Probably. <laughs> it just felt like such a hard out on that segment that they didn't even show her attempting to pick the other person up. It was just like, tweet, done. <laughs> but uh, she did get to suplex uh, Valhalla at ringside, so there was that. Yes, she did. I love how excited she gets when she does it. She's like, I did the thing! This, surprisingly, might actually work for this girl. This this apprentice of Chad Gable's that she's become. Um, because it's less focused on Otis and it's more focused on her, and I think <laughs> I think this could work. Maxine was Guess a guest on, uh, on ATB last week, and... Um, She's talking about was it SummerSlam last year when uh, when they did the the Nestle Pure Life water commercial with uh, Mansois and and, and Marseille and whatever pay per view that was and she was talking about how there's so much footage from the from that shoot that had to hit the cutting room floor because they they either couldn't stop laughing because they would just start doing shit just get and it would just get ridiculous and everybody would start laughing and how he kept pouring was it i think man's or masay kept pouring the water over himself and then they'd have to cut and he had to dry himself off so they could start over and do another do another take Jesus. and how was, they were just uh, there was just so much shit that hit the cutting room floor but it was so fucking funny speaking of hitting the cutting room floor the maximum male models gimmick seems to have hit the <laughs> uh which is a shame because I think Massey and Mansois have something to offer, but not anytime soon. Not until they get repackaged again. But uh is there anything else from Raw? I don't have anything else no. from Raw. Okay. Now we have a choice. We can either give Adam a 10 to 15 minute break and me and Jason can talk about Collison or we can dive into NXT. Oh, that's like right. Nick? Nick Collison? <laughs> Kansas Jayhawks? That's right. Now you're just um, smashing team names about... together. What the fuck is a right. Jayhawk? I don't know. Rock Talk Jayhawk. Or we can talk NXT. Which way do you guys want to go? Let's go Collison. We'll finish with okay. NXT. All right. And then we get to do predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, what'd you think of Carlson? I actually really enjoyed it. I'm not gonna lie. Um I know sometimes we get a rap on this show for being very anti AEW and I 
honestly don't feel like I am. I feel like I'm critical of them in the same way I'm critical of WWE, but um, I'm also probably more willing than most to give them praise when I feel like they deserve it. And I felt like they deserve it. A lot of this was, um, look, I, I obviously the, the opening segment uh, we could talk about for a while, but um, the layout, it looked different. It felt different. Uh, Nigel McGuinness and Kevin Kelly, tremendous choice as the broadcasting duo. I thought they worked so well together. And I think not having Jim Ross there for most of the show was to their benefit. Um, I will never get tired of hearing Nigel McGuinness say Christian Cage. Um, <laughs> the fact that he could not pronounce Andrade Elidolo's name was fantastic. Um, so it was entertaining. I, I thought the matches were really good. I thought you had guys who can really fucking go in matches that made sense. It was, a to me, a great departure from your typical episode of Dynamite. So a few things I want to point out. Number one, immediately right off the bat, get rid Tell of the song. Tell me when I'm telling lies, Sal. No, 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 before even that. Before that, get rid of the song. Okay? That, it comes off as such a fucking hokey song. That is cool. not a wrestling opener, uh, wrestling show opening uh. song. At all. I'm sorry, it's not. I don't give a I shit. I mean, no Saturday more so night, than fucking, fucking Sunday the night. original Friday Night Smackdown on Fox was. What, the beautiful people? <laughs> oh, the ACDC song. Oh, uh, yeah, that was bad, too. But at least at least that was, like, anthem rock. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, you could kind of, kind of... Yeah. Uh, Saturday Night's that, but... Good for a Fight? That made sense. I mean, it was fine. Uh, yeah, but the, the rhythm and the... No. <laughs> it just doesn't fit a wrestling show. Now, they're in when Chicago. I, when I think professional wrestling, I think Elton John. Yeah. A nice up, up Wasn't he actually at a WrestleMania? No, that was Little Rocky. Seen that? Oh, that was Little Rocky. Um, Are you sure Elton John wasn't at one? <clears throat> Could have sworn he was. Anyway, Sal, so, you're the WrestleMania guy. I don't think he was, dude. I don't remember okay. him being one. Pretty sure he had tickets to one motherfucker. Maybe. So, of course, we're in Chicago. Which, of course, means it is time for AW to debut a new show, so they call on the one guy who can actually Sad get the readings. Sad you have a candle in the wind in the middle of an ocean. Go ahead. They call the one guy who can actually get them readings when they debut a show, and they call CM Punk. Jason's favorite wrestler. Um, oh, whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So now we're going to sit here and pretend that you didn't finally admit that I was right about everything I've been saying about CM Punk? Oh, he's a cunt. I think you made that perfectly clear, and I agree with you. But I feel like it actually turns your stomach when you hear him talk. Um... (laughs) I was actually interested to see what he was going to say. What would you think about what he had to say? Uh, when he's, if I may, yeah, I have not changed my opinion since all out. I I think he is shown himself to be a very self-absorbed, very bitter prick for lack of a better term. But I will say this. 
if this does not lead to a program with the elite at some point, then all of this shit that he's saying, it's nothing. It means nothing. It's not pushing an angle. It's not, it's not trying to do business. It's just him bitching. So until I actually see this lead to an angle with the elite, um, it really, uh, for me personally, didn't do anything for me. I understand that he is good at what he does. He has a good cadence. He knows how to fucking work a crowd. People talk about Internet darlings all the time. This guy is the original one. So for all the fucking AEW stands that drink fucking Kenny and the Bucks jizz, there's probably more CM Punk ones. But I would be curious to see if he gets that that universal reaction in the city other than Chicago. He won't. No. We've already seen it. When they went to L.A., he got booed out of the fucking building. That's true. Um, When he sits there and, to me, it was just the the one bill fill, you know, that, that stuff, the fucking fake bucks. It was like... For the guy who sits there and says he's the voice of the voiceless and he's the only one that's going to tell you how to, he sure speaks in not so veiled comments. Just fucking say what you want to say. Don't sit here and tell me that you're the only one that tells it how it is and then not say fuck all anything. Tell your story. Tell what your version of what happened. You want to be edgy? You want to be, you want me to be impressed that you're, out there speaking truth you want me to tell you when you're not telling lies fucking do something say something of substance because all you did was talk about how great you are and take a couple cheap shots at the bucks right but but you're absolutely right if you're gonna advertise like oh who knows what he's gonna say then shoot shoot even if it's a fucking work shoot shoot tell us what happened that night don't kayfabe it, because that's what he did. He was like, oh, last time you saw me, my tricep was hanging off the bone. Dude, you're, you're playing kayfabe right now. You start the promo by saying everybody knows or, like, has heard that, that you know, you have a bad reputation or whatever the fuck you said. Well, you want to tell? You want to talk about it? You're going to save that for another podcast. <laughs> that, I don't know. Um, it, I found yeah. it interesting what he was carrying in his hands. First of yeah, all, that's another thing. Why not show it? What is the fucking, I mean, you own the belt. Why are we being... You would think that it was ECW all over again. <laughs> like, remember when... Um, Unless we're supposed to think it's the belt and he's talking about something else. Okay. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Rhino showed up in TNA and was like, I'm the last person to actually really hold this. And it was the ECW title. And we all knew that, but we weren't supposed to know that because the WWE owned the name and stuff like that. But like you said, dude, you work for AEW. This is an AEW show. Why wouldn't you be able to show that belt? Right. But it has to be that belt because he said, last time you saw me, I was holding this up. What is it, a muffin? (laughs) Ooh, blueberries. Uh... I don't know. I I think we all know that the the okay. The so listen, are hold on one second, Sal, because you're, you'll get this. The Celtics traded a beloved star today 
mm-hmm. and are now constantly and repeatedly trading down in the draft, Brad Stevens has gone full Bill Belichick. Yep. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Anyway, that was our NBA draft. Anyway. (sighs) Um, All right, so let's get away from CM Cunt. Um, Opening contest, Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. First match in the history of Collison. I dug it. I thought it was a I thought it was a great hoss fight. I thought these two worked their asses off. Now I, much like Troy, dislike the notion that they've already taken the title off of Wardlow again. Um and I think a lot of that having to do with the fact that they wanted that big moment for that first match. I just think maybe Wardlow was probably the wrong person to do that with. But um but the match was really, really good. Great opener. I loved it. Um, to your point that you said earlier, the whole show did feel different. It just had a different look. It had a different feel. There's nothing necessarily wrong with Excalibur. There's a lot of things wrong with the people he shares a booth with sometimes. But Excalibur is fine for what he does. But it was nice to have Kevin Kelly on the call with Nigel backing him up on, on color. Because that's a dynamic I didn't know I needed. But it worked really good for the show. Um, Kevin Kelly, if you haven't heard him since his WWE days, is leaps and bounds better. Uh, he was over in New Japan for years doing amazing work, and now he's here. Uh, and, of course, Nigel McGinnis, one of my favorite NXT commentators of all time. So it was great to hear them on the call. Uh, for anybody wondering why JR, Jim Ross is taking time off, apparently his old ass fell earlier in the day. And so when he came on the main event for the call, he sounded, we'll, we'll be nice and we'll say he sounded drunk. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, it sounded like somebody beat the shit out of him. But why have him on the call then? Like, why even put him out there if he if he's half concussed? Like, I don't know. Am I wrong? I'll tell you when you're telling lies. Yeah. Um, great opener. I actually liked what Christian Cage did to Christian. To <laughs> Christian. 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 I liked what he did to cost Warlow the title, t- taking the camera and smashing it over Warlow's head. That, and I loved him running to the top and like oh, holding up the great. belt and pretending like he had just won the belt, and even Luchasaurus being okay with it, putting him up on his shoulders. Like it was really well done. No, that was great. That was old school. Yeah. That was uh, some really good fucking heat. And believe it or not, it actually helps Wardlow. It really but, does. Eh, we'll see. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, it helps him overall in the fans' eyes because it, he'll get the sympathy. Now, does it help At him booking-wise? not I don't be losing know. that title unless you're willing and, and starting the process of elevating him to the world title. I hope so. I mean, MJF needs opponents, right? He would be the perfect already one. already mapped out his next two, at least. So That's true. Um, they had a match. Oh my God, this this is what AEW could have been. They had a match between Buddy Matthews and and El Idolo, the return of Andrade. Damn, was it a fucking good match, man? As Troy would say, it's a banger. They beat the shit out of each other. They did, and it was good. And that's what Buddy Murphy's at his best. Yes, this is. It reminded me of those matches he had with Aleister Black back in. WWE, that brief little moment when they thought he would be something um, before they put him in a comedy fucking Ben and Your Daughter storyline. 
yeah, no, the match was great. And this was to me the difference. This this match had experienced, well trained wrestlers telling stories in the ring. And that's what's typically missing from an episode of AEW. And speaking of well trained wrestlers telling stories, we ended post match with the House of Black beating the shit out of Andrade and we got face-off between Aleister Black and Andrade. Remember the fucking wars those two had? Yeah. Sign me up. Although Uh I feel like this is going to be a six-man thing, but we'll see. Booker of the year, that Tony Khan. What an original fucking idea. Andrade and Aleister Black. What a fucking master class this guy does in terms of booking. (laughs) It's funny. If he could get out of his own way, he actually wouldn't be half bad. Just copy Um, everything WWE did. But anyway... Uh, what else? Then we go to the ring, and all of a sudden, fucking Tony Nese is standing there. I'm like, oh, fuck, here goes the show. It's Boo, going so well. They're pulling fucking Tony Nese on this, and then it made sense as Miro comes out and just beats the piss out of Tony Nese. Perfect usage of Tony Nese. Perfect return from Miro. Really, really well done. Well, it was. Um, This has always been where Miro's at his best. He doesn't need to give you a 20-minute promo of why God hates him. Just let him go out there and beat the fuck out of people. <laughs> and it worked. And like you said, it was great to see him back. Yes, Adam. So who's booking Collision? Because it doesn't sound like it's Tony. You say that, but then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the main event and what we have coming up this week on Collision. Uh, but before we get there, what happened after uh, Miro? We had... Willow Nightingale teamed with Sky Blue and her amazing ass to take on the Outcasts. Yes, there was a lot of ass in that match, but that match was ass itself. It was pretty bad. Where was Paige, by the way? Isn't she dead? No, I'm. <laughs> um, no, isn't she uh, out because of an uh, undisclosed injury? Undisclosed injury. That sounds an awful lot like an injury they don't want to talk about. I wonder what that could possibly be. Probably her neck. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be honest, yeah. Um, Can you imagine the press, negative press they would get if they found out that she was seriously injured from a neck injury? What negative press? They would bury that shit for, for whatever it costs. Like, you'd never hear about it. In they fact, would put that shit on a submarine and send it down to the Titanic. That's true. In fact, if we never see Paige again, then we know that's exactly what happened. She hurt her neck to the point where... It's beyond serious, and that's it. Her career's done. So thanks for coming back. Glad. Hope it was worth it. <laughs> Which would be shocking, given that her doctor gave us that note in crayon telling her she was, Paige is cleared. I mm-hmm. promise. I real doctor. <laughs> it would also be disappointing because one of the reasons you would think she would come back is the idea of this amazing show in front of her fellow countrymen at Wembley Stadium, which she will now not be a part of if she doesn't get healthy in two months. You know what Paige needs to do to just Soraya. lighten the atmosphere? Just post a come tribute on her Instagram. Like Wouldn't be the first time. Oh, wait, no, somebody did that for her. No, no that was Troy posting it on her mother's Twitter. That's what happened. Same thing. Yeah. Asking how her grandkids are doing. Uh, yeah. Yes. Folks, these are things Troy has done. Go back in the archives. Listen for yourself. Yeah. Um, all right. Actually, I'm sorry, I believe Adam did it. It was time traveling Adam that did it. So <laughs> uh, that's fair. Um, all right. After that, is it main event time? Um, let's see. 
Do, do you want to talk about the concession stand brawl promo? Well, no, because we'll talk we, about we the can, match later. We can touch on dynamite. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, it was main event time, and it had all of my favorite people: FTR, CM Punk, Jay White, and Juice Robinson. So I fucking didn't watch it. Did you really turn it off? Yeah. Uh huh. You didn't miss much. You um, can almost guarantee I'm turning the TV off anytime I hear the phrase "rock hard Juice Robinson." Ouch! I thought he was a big deal in New Japan. I have literally hated him since he was fucking the moon child. What the hell? What the fuck was his name? uh, CJ Parker. Yes. Yeah, fuck that guy. I remember when uh, he broke Kevin Owens' nose and the whole internet wanted to kill him. How is that guy banging Tony Storm? What the fuck? She clearly has no taste. (laughs) Fucking take time to rail on Tony Storm. Maybe he's always rock hard. Anyway, I wouldn't take the time to rail on Tony Storm. She's <laughs> Robinson. No, you would certainly take the time is. to rail Tony Storm. There's a difference. Um, okay. So to be honest with you, the match wasn't much. Anytime Punk was in there, it was very, very basic. Um, and and the announcers tried to cover for him, which I'll give him credit for, is, is saying how how old school he is. But like literally, he was doing like headlock takeovers, like and then like wrenching the headlock, like ooh. CM Punk's a throwback. No, CM Punk just can't really wrestle anymore. This is like all he can do. And he did the body slam thing, which no one cares about. Um, and of course he won with the GTS because it's, it's Collison. That's his show, right? That's what he said on fucking Wednesday. Um, the crowd, the crowd did pop when he came face to face with Samoa Joe. As Nigel was very nice to remind us, they had wars back in Fucking 2004 and 2005, I believe. So it's been a while, but um, it was good to see those two in a ring again. Although I don't really want to see a program between them because they're both a little bit past their prime. Um, but apparently we're running it back and we're doing an eight-man this up this week on on Collision. So I don't want to see this match again, but we have to. Well, next week, the week after that, it'll be a five-on-five match. So we went from a three, six-man tag to an eight-man tag. So next week, ten-man tag. That, that's what we're doing now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if if that's the case, the ratings for this show will fall very quickly. They already weren't great. Eight seventeen for Saturday night. Wasn't bad. it seven something? No, no, it was eight. It was because because NXT got seven seventy because they had Seth Rollins in a world title match. Yeah. And Troy said, oh, they were only 43,000 less than than Collision, which was, yeah, so it was like 817. Yeah. Again, if they could stay at 817 for the rest of their, their run on Saturday nights, but they, won't. they would be, no, no. They it's won't. the first episode, it's CM Punk's return. All that interest is going to fade off. Right, which is going to be a tough sell when you're only pulling in four or 500,000 a week. If I wish that I was pulling in four or five hundred thousand a week, <laughs> don't we all? Um, Dynamite. Dynamite reminded me why I don't like Tony Khan's booking. Just in case right, I so forgot. Hold on, hold on. Because first off, right off the fucking bat, a couple weeks ago, when they had their match with FTR, I made comment that the entrance that they gave the, the Gun Club was fantastic. It is not the same without the Fifty Cent song. Agreed. 
that saw that the music they gave them was atrocious. Entrance was good. I actually love the the white the darkness and the the white light so that when he spits out his water and does the the gun signal like I thought that was great for Austin. That uh, was a Colton gun. Um but it's not the same without the music. What would you think if the guns joined the Bullet Club? Made sense. I every, actually wouldn't every be opposed bullet to needs it. a gun. There you go. I wouldn't be opposed to it. It gives the guns some type of credibility. Yeah. To be associated with Jay White, it just does. I'm sorry, but it does. Or it takes um, away from Jay White because he's teaming with the Ass Boys. But either way, I uh, well. Two two hours ago, Austin Gunn tweeted: "If this tweet gets a thousand retweets, Tony Khan has to give us many men as our permanent entrance song." <gasps> is that true? Is that really what happened? This is what this is a tweet that was that he sent two hours ago. Somebody yeah. fucking almost three like hours and ago. retweet that. It has. That'd be great if it, it, is a it, cur- song. it currently has 2,500 retweets. Nice. Um, okay. Then, in typical Tony Khan fashion, we get a concession stand brawl. Uh, a match that Excalibur pointed out has not been seen on TVs for 40 fucking years. Gee, I wonder why. Um, Adam, a concession stand brawl that ended in the ring, mind you. Yes. Uh, Adam, if you're wondering, this match between Jeff Jarrett and who's the other guy? Mark Briscoe. Mark Briscoe. Terrible. Absolutely awful. Don't go back and watch it. Should. I can Should. Should. Adam, go back and watch Mark Briscoe, Papa Briscoe, and Aubrey Edwards versus... Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and Karen Jarrett. And Karen. Should we, should we have him do that just as a, an assignment for the show and then report Since back? Adam has excused himself from watching AEW for the past three months, I think that would be fair that he should recap that. Oh, come on! <laughs> Fucking guy. It's one match! How long could it be? Adam has now left the broadcast. He'll be back. We'll talk about Finn Balor on NXT, and he will come running. Um, or, or run coming. Mm, one or the other. He's going to get a picture of Finn Balor right now oh to post God. on his Instagram story. Uh, yeah, so do you agree with me that this concession stands was a fucking mess? It yeah. was. It was. Yeah, yeah. I, I said a couple of weeks ago how much I enjoyed the street fight between Jericho and uh, Cole. Yes, this was not that. No, no, no. You know what? I'm sorry. We skipped that match. We should probably talk about that. The fact that Dynamite opened with the world champion against Adam Cole in a eliminator match. Well, that was last week. Oh, that was the week before? Okay. Yeah. That Okay. To be fair and, and expected, it was a good match. It's not a match you should give away on free TV. No, 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 no. no. I liked the ending because I didn't see it coming. I didn't realize we were approaching 30 minutes. And I thought it was somewhat clever that the bell rang right before he could have counted three because it kind of protected both guys. But again, I would never would have done this match on TV. Although, you know, this seems to be where we are going for uh, MGF's next real title defense. What are you talking about? He's fighting at Forbidden Door. Yeah, he's not losing to Tanahashi, dude. <laughs> 
I was once invited to use the forbidden door. Um, okay, <laughs> what'd you think about Adam Cole and, and MJF from a couple of weeks Bebe. Bebe. Like you said, it was a really good match. No reason to give it away for free. Um, certainly no reason to give away what's likely to be the main event of your next real pay-per-view. Um, just illogical by Tony Khan again. And then... The follow-up this week where they cut the promo where Adam Cole's like, go get me, let's do it again. Why? You had a chance to become number one contender. You failed. Why would you get another shot at it? Right. So then I'll hit the leg drop on on Papa Briscoe, and then all of a sudden Karen Jarrett starts screaming, and oh, what's up, Adam? Sorry, I I don't even pee. What are we talking about? (laughs) Nothing. Your next assignment for the show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah no no you're you're right why why, if i'm mjf why i don't need to fight you again i already fought you you didn't beat me fuck off (laughs) but now oh shit that's what they did dude they fucking brought back battle bowl yes yes for real adam battle bowl Remember the lottery. See here, and I thought I thought when you were talking about the concession stand brawl, we were going to talk about that uh, false count. One of the one of the false count anywhere matches between the nasty boys and the, and the like, Harlem, and Harlem Heat. Harlem Heat. That the, was a, the fake that was... the fake concession stand in the area the crowd couldn't get to. Right. Um. So it, so it was just that bad. Yeah. So now apparently we're doing strange bedfellow pairings, and they're having well, this tournament. Well, we're sort of doing it because here's what we're doing. We're drawing the names and going, ooh, oh, we'll announce everything next week. (laughs) (laughs) So you can make it whatever the fuck you want it to be, and we have no way of knowing if that was legit or not. Right. So in the middle of Adam Cole and MJF's promo, Tony Schiavone stands up, which I did laugh when both of them went, shut up, Schiavone. Um, And Tony Schiavone announces that Adam Cole's partner is going to be MJF. <gasps> I thought Tony was going to announce he was the dad of Britt Baker's unborn child. I mean, we've still got a couple more announcements. It is Tony Khan's show. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate this. When I is Tony it. Khan I... making the major announcement that he's going on a fucking submarine tour of the bottom of the ocean? If only. Um... I don't like. By the way, the, I, I didn't like the strange bedfellows idea in WCW. I damn sure don't like it in 2023. It's fucking stupid. Do you did you see what Tony Khan tweeted today at Wade Keller? No. So Wade Keller reported that the Dynamite ratings were up to like 900,000, an increase of 70,000 from last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Tony Khan went, "Yeah, Wade, LFG." What? You're the CEO of a fucking wrestling company, LFG. Yep. PF, P, PW Torch tweeted 4:15 p.m. AEW Dynamite last night averaged 902,000 viewers, up from 830,000 last week, and in line with 903,000 two weeks ago. Demo was 0.33, up from 0.30. More at pwtorch.com later. Hashtag AEW. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. The first reply. First reply from Tony Khan. LFG Wade. 
all caps. It reminded me of that fucking CM Punk promo with Kevin Nash. He's like, you know what my sister Shalene just tweeted? <laughs> Kevin Nash, OMG, thought he was dead, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's so true. <sighs> yeah, that's why I don't keep up with what he tweets, because it will just upset me. <laughs> well, he tweets nude sometimes, so you'd like that. Tony Khan? Yeah. Very, very hairy. I, mm, nope. <laughs> just, just a whole lot of nope. Anyway. Uh, what else happened on Dynamite? Anything else so of, of note or interest? Um, were you excited to see the return of action, Andretti? Now playing the part of Dante Martin, Action Andretti! I mean, the problem with this week's episode of Dynamite was it was essentially setting up everything that's going to happen at Forbidden Door all in one episode. Like, I don't give a fuck about Eddie Kingston. No offense to him. I don't give a hit. I don't give a fuck about Ishii. I don't give a fuck about Sonata. I'm not a New Japan guy. As much as I I follow and I used to like the product, I haven't followed it in a while. I just don't have time to do it. Right. And I am like what I would suggest is probably 90 percent, 80 to 90% of their audience. They don't fucking know these guys. Um, a couple of people I talked to who watch AEW, they look at them. No, <laughs> they have both separately vocalized to me. Um, I always feel left out during Forbidden Door time because I don't know any of these people. And I say, don't feel bad. AEW doesn't cater to you. They don't cater to me. They don't really cater to anybody normal. They cater to, like, those 5,000 people on fucking Cage Match. So, yeah, I, I don't give a shit about Forbidden Door. I'm sure um, Brent Danielson and Okada will have a great match. Great. Awesome. Yay. Hopefully nobody breaks their neck. Because it wouldn't surprise me. Don't you understand why this match between Jericho and is a fucking dream match? No, we're <laughs> not going to fucking tell you, you piece of shit. You should know by now. Asshole. What's the matter with oh, you? Oh, Jason. What do you think? Speaking of 90s WCW, what do you think of this whole Jericho and Sting I'm stuff? Good shit. <laughs> but it's Jericho. It's Sting. I don't give a shit. All right, I don't. It's literally the equivalent of throwing Terry Funk and Mick Foley out there at this point in 2023. At least when they used Goldberg, they used him against current stars to sort of use his name as a way of elevating people. This is just old guy versus old guy in a battle of who can do this without breaking a hip. But they both have baseball bats. It's true. (laughs) Which are stronger than the carbon fiber nose on a submarine. But. Um, Oh, by the way, why is Sammy teaming with them? I thought he hated Jericho. Didn't they have words last week? I don't fucking know. Uh, This is the problem with Dynamite. 
You watch Dynamite, and I understand they're trying to book Forbidden Door and they're trying to promote uh, Collision, but this was a stark difference between Dynamite and Collision. Collision yeah. had really good wrestling and, and, and good commentary. Logical Dynamite stories. was a bunch of nonsensical bullshit, and none Should of it made sense. Yep. Yes. It's facts. And like you said, I'm not here to just Tell me when I'm telling lies. <laughs> Tell me I'm not lies. here to shit on AEW. I will give them credit. I think I'm one of the few people on the network, Jason included, that will give them credit when they do something that's good. But Dynamite wasn't good. Not at all. So... Um, all right, let's talk about NXT before we do our predictions. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to end with AEW, because I figured yeah. it out. I didn't want to add him to check out for the entire <laughs> end of the show. Right. We open... NXT with a North American title match and the most half-assed introductions for a title match I've ever seen in my life. You think the introductions is bad? Wait till you get a load of the ref. He didn't even introduce Ali as the guest referee. He was Imperium. just there. He's getting worse by the week. Um, But yeah, it was literally, we opened the show with them in the ring and she's like, Introducing first-year challenger, Tyler Bate, and his opponent, the NXT North American champion, Wesley. And then we go to the match. Like, what the fuck? It's a fucking title match. And holy shit, Mustafa Ali's a terrible referee. I'm still trying to figure out why. (laughs) (laughs) He was fucking with both of them. I get that. I was waiting like, for them to both get pissed and just like super kick him or punch him in the face. That's or something. still common. And we didn't. So I, I remember Vince McMahon being a special guest referee between like either uh, Kane and Undertaker. It might have been Kane and Undertaker. I don't know. But there's a different way to play that role than the no, way Austin, Ali did. Austin was the special referee for Kane versus Undertaker. Okay, maybe it was. Maybe I'm thinking of that, but he counted, it, them, he counted them both down and crowned himself the champion. But I mean, like the antics that he would he, that he pulled during that match were different than what Ali was doing. Ali was just being weird. Right? He fast counted them both, and then he slow counted them both, yes. and then like he wasn't gonna count them out, and then he started counting them out, and then he went outside and woke up. Wesley to throw him into the ring so he didn't have to count him out. Into the finish, it was fine. We'll get canceled. Fucking stupid. Dude, I thought Ali was going out there to fucking rough him up. Nobody will buy our beer. Right. Um, (laughs) I I really thought Ali was going out there to buy another uh, beer we make with a different (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah, and then then the match... What was... Like, and then after the match, Ali was like, Yay, both these guys! Both these guys! (laughs) Um, I don't know. How does this push towards Ali getting his North American title shot? I don't know. Holy shit. Who got drafted, Jason? It reminds me of, uh, you'll remember, Charlie Villanueva. Really? Yeah. It's like he's got alopecia. It's crazy. Uh, speaking of, not speaking of alopecia, speaking of Tyler Bate. Um, Getting a bit dancey-dancey, and I'm not here for it. A bit? 
I thought that's what he, I thought that's what his new long-haired character was in NXT UK. No, he's a stoner. Is that what he is now? Yes. I thought he was a shaman. No, that's why he's hanging out with Wesley. No, but he's Matt not. Riddle is a stoner, bro. And who did Matt Riddle hang out with? MSK Wesley. all night, all day. Bro. But Tyler Bate is getting a, Tyler Bate's getting a little dancey dancy with his spots, and it's kind of pissing me off. Oh, I don't know if he's that different than he's ever been, honestly. I think it's it's purposely done, especially Wesley, to be like, oh, look, we're both athletic. This is like Ricochet and Osprey. Um, but I don't. Maybe there's a difference take... between that and the I'm standing here to wait ten minutes so you can flip on me, and then we can set up for the next guy to flip on us. And like to me, that's that's where you go with a dance a step too far. But, yeah, like, well, okay. I said, a, saying, like I, said, I said a bit, but it's not, yeah, yeah, it's nobody's not, it's saying not the whole fucking the... match, but there were spots in there where it's like, <clears throat> we'll do this, and then we'll do this, and then we'll do this. I, I agree. It, it was a little dancy. We're not talking young bucks here, but we're not, you know, we're not that far off either. Um, what else, Adam? What else happened? There was a point where Kiana James said that she has seen Gigi Dolan's art and it sucks. Mm-hmm. To which I say I have seen Gigi Dolan's art photos on the internet, and they do not suck. You've also seen Gigi Dolan's asshole on the internet. <laughs> Wait, have we? <laughs> yeah, that time where that dude pulled her fucking... it. I'll let Troy gif it out tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> anyway. For some reason, the way, the way you said that just reminded me of... I've met your dad, Chad. He wears a sweater vest. <laughs> I had no idea Gigi Dolan was a brown-eyed girl. All right, go ahead. Do you remember when? Clearly, I don't. Gonna have to send it to me. Uh, Thea Hale came out in a singlet again. Troy uh, can't unlocked. Um, can it be unlocked again? <laughs> Re-unlocked. But my my favorite part of that whole segment was uh, Duke Hudson going full Mean Girls on Tiffany Stratton. <laughs> okay, before we even go there, Andre Chase is Listen, back. She's not going to get her Tiffy title. He yeah, said, he said, fetch. Duke Hudson said, and that's so not fetch of you. Yeah. I fucking died. I, um, love, I love when she's like, and I want to thank Mr. Chase. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Andre Chase. And the MVP. Yes, Duke Hudson! <laughs> <laughs> is Andre Chase coming back? They've been name dropping no, a lot the past couple weeks. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so he was never fired. I don't believe he was fired. Oh, I thought that's what they said. Like, oh, there he goes. He posted a tweet. He posted a tweet saying, made like, it sound thanking like everybody leaving. and, like, made it sound like he was leaving NXT. Oh, no. And then they just or stopped the talking about him, so then we kind of assumed, like, oh, he must have been released, but maybe he was just hurt. Still chase you. I, they would have called it to Duke University. They tried. <laughs> I know, and they would have kept it that way otherwise. <laughs> and then they got a letter. No, I'm just kidding. Um, a bunch of their students got accused of rape. Had to change it. I mean, isn't that every college at this point? You don't remember the Duke lacrosse scandal, Sal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. When I try to be topical, you got to keep up, dude. It's hard with you sometimes. It, that's what she said. But it can't be all <laughs> submarines all the time. It, though. I've got to have some variety to my dark humor. 
Yeah, like scooters. Vespas. That's a scooter. Which was only funny because the article I was reading at the time said it spontaneously caught on fire. (laughs) And I'm just saying to myself, this woman's having a bad fucking day. First her shit spontaneously catches on fire, then she gets hit. Yeah, that's fair. And then Troy played Ring of Fire by Johnny Cash. And that was what really set the whole thing off. So it's Troy's fault. I've told you this from the beginning. It's always been Troy's fault. It uh. was the, it was the Ring of Fire <laughs> followed by the opening of the Mankind theme song. <laughs> okay, that was one of the few episodes I was not on. It was just you three, and I feel like that uh, Mankind theme song didn't come through on the listeners. Oh, no, it did. Uh, did it? I, I listened to it recently. <laughs> it's it's on like YouTube. on your playlist. No, it's on YouTube still. Oh, God. I can't hear it. It's much better on YouTube because you can see the reaction. <laughs> nice. You can see us all lose our minds. I think it's like 350 or 320 or something like that. I can't I can't hear the song Ring of Fire now without thinking of the the first I think it's the first Jackass movie. Uh I second... can't stop thinking of the hemorrhoid commercial that used it at one point. <laughs> no, but there's this there's this, they go there's like a segment at the beach and somebody's made a giant uh vagina in the sand. And I my brain just goes, I fell into a giant sand vagina. Vagina's in the sand. And that it, is what we are. And it burns, burn, burn. <laughs> the sand vagina. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> and we have achieved pussy on the rundown. Meow. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see what else. I have zero interest in Malik Blade Nature Sanofi. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I don't just, give a shit about that. So it's interesting you say I don't give a shit. I want to talk. Forget Malik Blade and Nature Snowfay. I want to talk about Vaughn Wagner. <laughs> no, I don't think we should. Nope, no, <laughs> I think we should. Ladies because and gentlemen, this has been a great episode of The Rundown. <laughs> somebody on this show has made... Multiple well, jokes. Well, slope, about this dude's forehead. Well, slope fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Adam, would you like to tell people what happened with Von Wagner on this week's episode of NXT? We got a very special episode. Do you mind? <laughs> this week on a special episode of NXT. <laughs> a very special episode of Robert Stone Talks. They are sitting in the crowd before earlier today. And it looked like they were in daylight for some reason. It's very bright in the performance center with the regular lights on. (laughs) And we learned all about why Von Wagner has a fucking slope head. Um, Oh, why is it, Adam? Some surgery he had when he was a kid because his skull fused together too quick. When he was a baby. He was 14 months old, dude. (laughs) And they had to pull his face down and surgically rebuild his skull. And you mocked him for this. I won't now. No. 
<clears throat> none of us knew that okay. that was that was. But what, gotta, what kind of gotta, asshole makes jokes about someone else's misfortune? You gotta admit, you, you gotta admit, <laughs> you gotta admit, I got, I did get one last really good joke out of it though. Yes, you yes. did. This is true. But um, I mean, it was a touching story. No, that usually involves the Velveteen Dream. <laughs> oh. But then, like, Robert Stone started asking more questions, and he's like, no, no, that's enough. Or the Catholic Church. Yeah. There you go. So, I mean, like, okay. Anyway. If this is their brilliant way of getting Von Wagner uh, sympathy, I guess? I don't know. The dude's, like... Still not going to get over, regardless of the story. <laughs> I see star potential in Von Wagner. With or without Robert Stone? Without. Okay. I got to see him without more often then. So, and maybe you're right, but right now, we went from, okay, you realize he, he, he did the porn music wink that was fantastic i don't know what problem before. you guys are with that that was fucking that was the most fucking campy goddamn bullshit <laughs> it was hilarious Ugh. especially with the addendum i'm gonna go slope fuck this chick wow i mean we did that but anyway don't take credit for adam shit thank you <laughs> There's no we in that comment. That was all Adam. We, we, the rundown. Every, right? every so often I will listen back to the episode and I will laugh at something. I will, I will pop myself over some stupid joke that I make on this show. And Man loves I, popping himself. I laughed so hard. Like a submarine. I laughed so hard. I'm going to go slope fuck that chick. <laughs> Goddamn. I'm funny, motherfuckers. You're also a terrible person who makes fun of other people's misfortunes. Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you, Adam? Ah, <laughs> oh, he was a kid. He had some surgery. Adam, he was 14 months old. Ah. There are pictures of a little toddler running around with fucking gruesome scars across his fucking skull, dude. Oh, on a serious note, because that's what we do in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the nothing. The surgery he described? Good God almighty, I feel bad for that dude. Right. And his parents and everybody involved. Jesus Christ. Those medical bills had to suck, too. He said that's why his father kept working, was to pay the medical bills. Yeah. Never said so whose dad was or what his dad did. If you didn't buy a Beverly Brothers t-shirt, you are indirectly responsible for that kid's suffering. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> there was a Beverly Brothers t-shirt. Sure, there was at one point. <laughs> Although I did see, um, I saw a clip today actually on Twitter of their debut on Superstars. It was this is one kid we called him Mongo, and every now and then we would let him out of his cage and run around in the backyard. <laughs> nobody, nobody, something about Mary. Nobody. Okay, I remember that. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle, my my uncle took me to see that movie in the theater, and then after it was done, said to me, "Don't tell six you that. Don't, don't minute tell. abs." 
<laughs> after after the movie was done, we were getting we, we got in the car, and my uncle said, "Don't tell your dad I'll let you see that movie." <laughs> there. True. That's okay. My my son's thirteen. I took him to see the new uh, stab movie, scream movie, and at one know. point, there's a scene where Jenna Ortega is like hanging from a balcony. And the guys put the knife underneath there, and he says something like, I always wanted to stick something in you. And my 13-year-old son and his best friend, completely unprovoked at the same time, both yelled, same, in the movie theater. So, <laughs> Did happened. you ignore the comment? No, I laughed my balls off. Because I'm a horrible parent. <laughs> Dad of the year over here. Anything else from NXT there, buddy? Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, tell me, tell I do me love why Baron Corbin is Henley. awesome. Jade, uh, Jade, Corey Jade versus Dana Brooke was not fucking good. Hey, yeah, have you all of the... you people making fun Holy of Dana Brooke. Holy shit. Dana Brooke heard... is committed, okay? She, is committed she, should be, she should be committed. Have you heard the off-camera shit? No. Like when they were in Box and Box? No. Like, Dana Brooke is selling this knee injury, which looked like it could have been legit, and she's on the stretcher, and the crowd is doing na-na-na-na, <laughs> na-na-na-na, oh, and then going, thank you, Cora. <laughs> it was Ouch. bad. Oh. If you look at Dana Brooke's Twitter, she said something like, okay, I see you WWE or NXT fans, thanks for all that, something like that. But Wow. Yeah. She's awful. She's hot, though. So there's that. She looks much more, mel- much less face melting. Melting? Now, yeah. <laughs> but um, on the on the other hand, on the other end of the spectrum, uh, the promo between Carmelo Hayes and Baron Corbin. Yeah, I like that. I enjoy the hell out of that. Yeah. Oh, this guy was going to bring that up, actually, instead of Dana Brooke. So... I will give credit where credit was due. Baron Corbin said all the right things in this program. It was smart. He's a millionaire. He's been a millionaire. Happy Corbin made him a millionaire. It was smart. And it was smart to be like, because I think he played that a little bit when he first turned heel in NXT. I'm not here for you fans. I'm not here to fucking win star ratings. I'm here to fucking make money. It's good. And I thought Carmelo, for his part, was great. Of course. But, um... Happy Corbin bought me my $1.8 million house. Yeah. Whatever it was he said. There you go. Um... I'm going to beat you. I'm going to take that belt. I'm going to go to my beautiful house, hang it up on my wall. (laughs) My beautiful... My hot wife is going to bring me a whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. It's... It's... JBL levels of of heat. And... hmm. Seems like you learned from the the wrestling god all those months ago. Now, will it help Hayes? Of course it will help Carmelo. Will it be a banger? No. It will be a typical Baron Corbin match where he, guarantee you, he does the spot where he slides outside the ring, runs around the post, and comes back in with a clothesline. But, boring Corbin-Nass match aside... Um, 
It's another notch on Carmelo's belt, so I'm fine with it. Do you think uh, he sticks around after this title program in NXT, or do you think he's got more to do with Cameron Grimes on SmackDown? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, he's a free agent, so. He is, but he almost feels like he signed with SmackDown because we don't see him on Raw. Well, I think I guess we saw him once since the draft, but anyway. Um, what'd you think of Seth and Braun? I enjoyed it. It's good. It's good. I had no thought that Braun Breaker was going to win. Oh, of course not. Which is fine. It's a TV match. It got ratings, and it was a fucking good match. Now, after the match, I thought it was my favorite part because Sin came in and got even more heat on set. So, so I was I, I was watching I was watching the show this afternoon. Uh, my kid was home, and Seth comes out. And he's got his ribs taped up, and and he asked me, he goes, "What's that? Why is why is he got white stuff? Why is it? What's he got the white stuff he's wearing?" And I was like, "He hurt his ribs." My kid, who my kid, who knows this is not real fighting, goes. I don't really think the exact phrasing, but it was something like, "Yeah, I guess that can happen as a wrestler." <laughs> like, oh, you're adorable. Your kid is six or seven. Eight. Eight. How dare you? Yeah, just finished, uh, this, just finished the second grade last week. It's. It's difficult when they're still, like, under the age of 12, because how much do they understand about kayfabe? How much do they understand about selling? How much do you want to break that well, wall? I don't know. When I, first, when I started bringing him to shows a year and a half ago, a couple of years ago at this point, we made sure to explain that they are not, that these men are not really fighting. These men are not really scary. They're not, they don't want to hurt you. Even though that time that Elia made him fall off the stage, but that's another story for another time. Yeah, sounds like Elia. <laughs> so I think my my youngest daughter knows that it's like not like real competition, but she still like thinks some of the things are like real. Like she was surprised that I was surprised that Oscar won the belt. She's like, "Daddy, why did you think she wasn't gonna win?" I was like. No reason. <laughs> I need. I need to stop watching wrestling when my dad is here, though. Because oh, oh no, God, he's the worst. Fake. You know that's fake, right? You know he's not even hitting him, right? He yeah, he has stopped uh, blatantly saying that, but will still sit on the couch and just scoff and sigh. Roll his eyes and make noises. Yeah, my dad used to do that. Um, my dad tried to do that. When I first got wrestling, I told you on I, pay-per-view. I told you a month or two ago. He asked me. He asked me while I was watching SmackDown or Raw or something. After he brought the kid home from school, he asked me, "They still, uh, they still take steroids?" <laughs> Shut up, Dad. That's not like a terrible question from somebody who doesn't watch, though. But. Yeah. What did he ask me this week? Now that uh, now that McMahon is gone, do they still do all that? Uh, do they still make them do all that uh, that crazy that crazy shit? I'm like what? 
You know, the flips See? and the, the jumps and shit. Like, I don't know. That's what happens when people read headlines. Um, no, my dad tried during WrestleMania 8, which I've talked about enough, the, the first pay-per-view I ever got. He tried for about 10 minutes when that show was on to be like, look, he's not even kicking him. Look, 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 he's, <laughs> look, he's holding back his punch right there. Look, you can see it. I'm like, I don't care. Go away. <laughs> and he did. And he left me alone. He also mumbled something about preferring M- MMA. I'm like, well, it's, it's not, that's a different fucking thing. Right. But anyway. anyway. Uh, Jason, what'd you think of Seth versus Breaker? Uh, we've learned that Braun belongs on the main roster. Match was fantastic, as I would have expected it to be. Braun loses nothing in defeat. And I don't know where he goes in NXT with this character now, but I think he's set up for a nice little intro to the main roster soon. I think he's his, one of his last things he's going to do is put Dragunov over. And that will be a war. And who knows how many matches they get out of him. Maybe they get two but or three. But, yeah, I can see Braun being a post, post-SummerSlam call-up. Yeah. And like you said, he feels like he belongs, especially with this heel character. I think the baby face mm-hmm. character could only go so far. Right. The one that he was portraying, it kind of had a ceiling, and this this is much better for him. I'd be interested. He, if he right now, he's like his dad, but more articulate and less transphobic. Yeah. Isn't that his uncle? <laughs> no, it's his dad. Yep. Oh, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. From recent comments, that's right. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure his uncles also had comments in the past. So anybody would be able to dig them up. Not that I would, because I'm not. I don't do that. But dig, dig them up. They, they were on TV at that time. His, his uncle? Oh yeah, that's true. Dig gotta... them up. Five people just died in a sub accident. Sal, you heartless bastard. <laughs> Did they? I didn't hear about this. Um, you're gonna suck my dick or what? <laughs> anyway. Or what? I can't think of anything else that happened on NXT. The the metaphor is still a thing, even though no one does hurt. I don't exactly know why, but I, I guess, right? Oh, because Lash Legend and uh, Jakara Jackson had a match. I think Jakara Jackson's kind of hot now. She is, uh, sure. I sort of dig. I still don't think Lash can go. I still don't think she knows how to wrestle. Go out to fucking get her release papers. I don't know. <laughs> Take that yeah, with you. Yeah, there was Thank not. You, there was. Cora. There was a few things on NXT this week that were subpar in ring. Uh, Dana being one of them, and and Lash Legend being the other. But what are you going to do, right? I mean, oh, what do you guys think? Because this kind of ties in. They are taking the NXT tag titles and they are they are um, merging them with the WWE women's tag titles. Which we should have never had NXT women's tag titles in the first place. Because the only reason we did was because Shayna and Nia didn't lose when they were supposed to or something like that. So what do you guys think about them phasing out the NXT women's tag champs? Championships. Yeah. Makes sense. It was kind of weird that they got drafted as they were champions, but I guess if they were getting rid of the belts. The only thing that really bothers me is what we should be seeing 
Candice and Indy being groomed for a run at those titles. Instead, we're not seeing them at all. Don't Although I do wonder, groomed. I do wonder if Indy is uh, unavailable. She, she was hurt, right? Right. So until she's fully healthy, maybe they hold. She was on TV, her. even though after she was still injured, because they kept her in. Uh, Hmm. I have right. a feeling. Shall we predict the show point... that Adam has no idea what's going on about? Yes. Oh yeah, uh, we gotta do that. Real quick, just to tie that up in a bow. I don't think they see in Candice what everybody else in the wrestling world has seen over the past ten years. I think Hunter does. <sighs> well, if he's running the show, then you would think that he'd use her more. Maybe waiting for the right spot. I guess. Alright, AW Forbidden Door. Oh, there's way more matches on here than I thought were on the show. And they only announced like four going into last night. No. I think there were like four going into last night, and then they added a bunch. Of course they did. Booker of the Year. Uh, Point your browsers at rundownwrestling.com. On the front page, right below the post for this episode, you'll see the prediction poll for Forbidden Door 2. Uh, put your name at the top. Let me go down the list. Uh, first, pre-show match slash round one of the Women's Dead Guy Tournament. Uh, Athena versus Billy Starks. Is she cooler because it's with a Z? I guess. Um, it should be Athena, who I didn't even know was still working at this company. But also, it's lovely that we're having the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament without one Canadian in- involved at all. One. Yeah. Listen, did you see the comment? We can that, that have Tony Canadians said? or yeah. we can have good wrestlers, all right? Some, somebody asked Tony why there weren't any Canadians in the Owen Hart tournament, and he said, because I searched the world for the best competitors. Right. Well, fuck Canada, I guess. Last I checked, Taya Valkyrie works for you, doesn't she? That's right. Sal, who you got? Athena. I'm also picking Athena. Uh, AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm <clears throat> defending against Willow Nightingale. Sal, who you got? Tony Storm. Jason? Uh, Tony Storm. Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) For gay for AEW International Championship, Orange Cassidy, Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuyori Shibata, and Daniel Garcia. You sticking with pockets on this one? Yeah, I'm not going against Orange Cassidy anymore. Yeah, I'll stick with Orange Cassidy. First round of, I assume, the men's dead guy tournament. Uh, CM Punk versus Satoshi Kojima. They're they're putting Punk in the fucking okay. He's in uh, he's in the OE, you guys. He's in the OE. Punk because he's not going to lose to Kojima. He's not going to lose anytime soon, let alone to Kojima. Yeah, I'll take Punk as well. Yep. Ten, ten man fuck fest. Blackpool Wombat Club mocks uterus castanets take a shit and Shota Umino versus the elite Wang Man. Of the oh, wait, did I miss something? When did we get the Don Callis and Takeshita are with the Combat Club? We didn't. They just showed up in a backstage with them. Okay, that was not just me, right? Just they referenced never... them being there. Okay, they've never been. Okay, that wasn't just me. All right. And Mox was talking about Takeshita being like the. Young stud, and I'm like, is he part of you? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I was waiting for an explanation, never got one. Is the young stud a part of you? 
by the way, that was kind of hot, Sal. So. Go ahead. Whatever gets you going. The Blackpool Combat. I'll just Club. do it in a singlet. <laughs> the Blackpool Combat Club without. I'm sorry, Brian the Blackpool Combat Club. Yes, without Brian Danielson, and the Elite without Kenny. Why? Maybe you should have skipped this feud. I'm just saying. W- I mean, what the fuck? Hasn't this feud been going on? Yeah, so why do we need it at Forbidden Door? Why do we need to because, shoehorn? Because it's the same match now with more Japanese people. And Eddie Kingston. Huh. Who doesn't respect the Young Bucks and can't stand the Young Bucks. But same also... match, more parasols. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess the elite win. Who fucking cares? Uh, who won Anarchy in the Arena? Uh, Blackpool Combat Club. Did they? Yeah. All right, then it's Takeshka. Takeshka. Whatever his name is. Agreed. We're all picking the same on this one. AEW's tra- trios trademark match: the Trump Appreciation Society, Cunt Jerkoff and Sammy Guevara with Minoru Suzuki versus Sting, his manchild, and a random Asian man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sting, Darby, and Goldberg. Goldberg. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to Stang. Stinger. Stanger. Ah, Stanger. AEW World Championship MJF versus her. GI fucking wonder. Yep. Right. Dude, the title, the fucking AEW Championship was vacated last year at Forbidden Door, and Tanahashi had a chance to win it fresh, and they didn't do it then. They ain't going to do it now. Sal, they've been building this storyline for a year. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Up next, a random ass match. Uh, Can you enlighten us upon the rules of an ass match? (laughs) Try. Adam Cole, baby, versus filthy Tom Lawler. Hoo-hoo. All right, so listen, Filthy Tom Lawler's pretty good. Um, he's an MWF guy, um, if you've watched him. MLW, sorry. Um, if you've watched any of that, you're probably familiar with Filthy Tom Lawler. He's a good worker. It's going to be a good match, but it's Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So? It's Forbidden Door. All the AEW guys are winning. Like. Yep. They'll throw New Japan a bone somewhere. Almost but... all the AEW guys are winning. Right. But for this one, yes, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, Sonata defending against Jungle Ass Jack Perry with a hooker. Um, See, this is what? where the oh. this is where New Japan gets a win. <laughs> because it's unless, for the IWGP Championship, so obviously Sonata wins. Sonata falls and breaks his ankle. See Willow Nightingale. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess, but the likelihood of that? Eh. Also, Sonata said in an interview whether it was kayfabe or not, he doesn't know who the fuck Jack Perry is. And he doesn't think the IWGP World Championship should be defended against somebody who's an unknown. Ouch. Burn. Well, I'm taking Frank Sinatra, so... IWGP United States Championship, Kenny Omega Man versus Will Ospreay. Now this, this will be fun. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking Ospreay. I was also going to take Ospreay, just for the funsies. 
It's interesting because this match has resurfaced in a way the Titanic sub never did. Um, but given that uh, Omega won the title the last time they faced off in New Japan, I'm going to say Will Ospreay wins this one. Right. The back and forth. The fight forever, if you will. All right. Singles match, the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada, versus the brain-broken Brian Danielson. Oh, God. This one is tough to predict. Because... One thing, just to real quick, give a compliment to Tony Khan, because this was specifically one of the matches Brian Danielson referenced wanting to have when he left WWE. So, Tony Khan gave him what he wanted. Um, That's all. Um, An actual dream match. Imagine that. Danielson could lose to Okada. Nobody would blink an eye. Danielson's lost a lot for this company. But it's also Okada? So a guy who doesn't lose a lot. So I'm going to go with Okada. I, too, am going with Okada. I'm going to go with Danielson just for the fuck of it. So we have, it should be we, fun. So we, it should be So fun. we have one match where we don't all agree. All right. Click that black button that says submit. That'll send it in. And uh, there we go. Oh, shit. Now i got to make double or nothing predictions. God damn it. It's always a cum joke. Uh, I got nothing else, fellas. I am good. Good to be back, boys. For a week. For one week at least. But hey, who knows what next week may hold? Who knows? My dick. I'll tell you this for our loyal listeners. Um, thank you for tuning in always, and we will try to keep you updated on Twitter if we're not able to make it next week. Sorry if we missed anybody last. Yes, I think Troy said he'll be here next week, didn't he? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I, I ask on Tuesday and then figure it out from there. There you go. We ask on Tuesday night, Michael. <laughs> I will not be here next week. I'll tell you that right now. Unless it rains, in which case. But yeah. Which, I mean, it's a possibility. Always. Or there could be more wildfires in fucking Canada and pollution could be too high to have a baseball game. That's possible. We played through it last time, though. <laughs> I mean, I could tell the smoke was from Canada. It smelled like maple syrup. Now I want to go to Bigfoot. Fair enough. Does that still exist? It doesn't stone them. Jeez, that's weird because for some reason I want to go to D'Angelo's. I got a real craving for a sub now. I saw no Mark Darcy Pine. Did you? Yeah. Look behind him. Send us home, Jason. I guess that means we will submerse your ass next time. Bye, Stinger. And it seems to me you lost your life like a tin can in the sea. Your mother's a whore!
you have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows, as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there, or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>